This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. Welcome to The 20 Podcast, bringing you interviews with the best DJs, producers, and music industry professionals from around the globe. I'm your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider! That's right. You are here with us on The 20 Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We are in the year 2021. We are on episode 60. We have made it this far, and we have made it this far with your help. Thank you guys for rocking with us, the Beat Sorcerers. This podcast is brought to you, of course, by Beat Source. Beat Source is the new digital music service for open format DJs. We've got Beat Source Link in effect. You can DJ off the cloud in your hardware or software, including Serato. We can share playlists. Um, all the newest stuff that comes out on all the streaming services is in BeatSource every week. All the old stuff that you've wanted, stuff you didn't know about, acapellas, instrumentals, Afrobeats, uh, old school hip hop, whatever you want, it is on there. Um, I just did a set with it on Twitch on Serato's page using all BeatSource tracks and it came out pretty freaking dope. Um, I was using it on my Twitch as well, which you can tune into, twitch.tv slash Spider every Tuesday night. Um, I was playing on there the other day, and then I realized, oh, there's some songs I don't have. Boom, search it on BeatSource. There was a Jay-Z acapella that was on there. I did a blend live, so uh, sky's the limit. Shout to BeatSource. It is amazing. It's the future, and go check it. Hit me if you have any questions. I will put you in touch with the right people. Um, and also, thanks for rocking with me. Keep in touch. My Instagram is DJ Spider, DJ S P I D E R. All the links are in the information page of this uh, podcast. So, thank you to Anthony that puts that together, Vlats that edits this. Uh, we got a whole team, and I'm loving it. Uh, and in 2021, we really stepped up our game audio, video wise. So, I hope you guys are appreciating it. But I love your feedback. All of you guys sending in questions, topics, ideas, letting me know how you like the shows. It means a lot to me. And I appreciate building this show, building this community with you guys. Um, so thank you. Um, and today I have a, an amazing guest that um, we, you know, these podcasts have been getting longer and longer. So there's another one that's up there in the two hour, maybe three hour range. But it was only because, I mean, this person has so much knowledge, so many gems, and so much stuff to share with you guys. I mean, you are going to get a lot out of this podcast. Um, this person is one of the biggest DJs in Canada, um, one of, uh, you know, the, the main big music industry people and DJs in Toronto, Canada, especially. Um, he threw, before COVID, he was throwing his own parties, these amazing parties from reggae parties to rock parties to 80s parties, hip hop. Um, he is one of the most versatile DJs that I have ever seen. I mean, his uh, edit game, remix game, music organization game is unparalleled. Um, his ability to transfer, you know, and transition through all of the different genres is unbelievable. Um, and he's also like a really open book. Like we get super deep on this podcast. Um, he was the tour. He's the tour DJ for Russell Peters along with DJ Spinbad. So rest in peace to DJ Spinbad. It was a tragic loss this year. And they were like brothers. They would do this two by four. 
which means four turntables set um, on stage on Russell Peters tours. He would fly them around the world from Dubai to Canada to all over America to Asia, anywhere. And they would do these legendary DJ sets. So he really gets into um, talking about DJ Spinbad, how they met, how special Spinbad was, what their sets were like. Um, he also gives us um, some pretty deep insight into anxiety and how that affected him and um, alcohol and drinking and just a lot of lessons that I think you guys are going to be able to learn from this. Um, it's not all deep and dark like that. We get into some hilarious stories about DJ gigs. Um, we talk about his radio career. He's um, got a very big radio career nationally syndicated up in Canada on Virgin Radio and iHeartRadio. Um, he also was the tour DJ not only for Russell Peters, but for Usher. He's done some amazing things with Usher, uh, George Lopez, and many more. Um, th I mean, there's so many things that he's done. My list of questions was just massive. Um, so, um, yeah, we were able to talk about that. We were able to talk about his music organization and especially his Twitch streams. His Twitch streams have been legendary. Just in the past two weeks or week, he's done a stream on Jazzy Jeff's channel that was mind-blowing. He did a stream on Melo D's channel that was unbelievable. And his streams alone I was watching last night are crazy. I mean, the graphics and the music... And the DJing and all of that stuff is next level. So I really encourage you to go tune in uh, to all of that. And uh, I'll let you guys check out the interview and um, take what you want from it. But it was a true honor to have this person on the show. I learned a lot from him. And I'm uh, honored to present this interview to you guys for people that do know who he is and are his fan, which are a lot of people, and people that might not. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to get into hearing his personality and all of his ideas and how they've come to life. So without further ado, make some noise, and I'm honored to present to you from Toronto, Toronto, Canada, DJ starting from scratch. Let's go. Welcome, DJ. Starting from scratch, how are you doing today, man? Hey, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Sundays, well, are we allowed to say this is Sunday? Um, <laughs> is it Sunday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're allowed to. <laughs> Sunday somewhere. But yeah, after, you know, after streaming back-to-back -back shows of, of, of extreme length, uh, this is the, this is the wind down day. So I have the, I have the raspy voice today, but it's good. I'm good. I'm feeling good. I'm happy to do this. I've been, I've been wanting to do this podcast for a while. Dope. I'm so happy to have you on here. I'm super excited. Um, and, uh, yes, I mean, for people that don't necessarily follow you on Twitch yet, um, you've been going crazy this week and this weekend, <laughs> especially you're already one of the hardest working people on Twitch. Um, but you went nuts. I mean, I saw you do a five-hour 80s set dressed like Macho Man Savage with the most amazing uh, graphics and scenes I think I've ever seen. And then go and do, I think, an hour set on Melo D's channel, was it? Yeah, yeah right after that. That was, that was fun. And then you guys talked. Like, I saw you guys talking. It was probably three-something in the morning where you are in Toronto. And at one point, you're like, I'm tapping out, guys. Like, I've been on here for eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I came up after I did the mellow set because I, I literally stopped about 10 minutes before I stopped my show. And yeah. then I, I raided Melody's channel. So all my people went over there. 
And then 10 minutes later, I'm doing an hour set on his show. We talked. I said, all right, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to eat my food now. Went upstairs to eat. He sends me a text. He's like, you want to talk? I was like, all right. Half an hour later, go back downstairs. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw you were just like, I got to get out of here, guys. Like You're on the West Coast. Plus, you had been, you know, had a fake beard on all night. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was crazy. The fa- That face wash was the best face wash of my life. That was that. Oh, was my God. But oh, it was such yeah. an honor to see the Mellow D thing. Like, when he asked me. Uh, and that's been such a beautiful thing about Twitch is like, I I always knew these guys. We were like, you know, just acquaintances per se. But now it's like we've we've connected on such a, a higher level at this point. And for him yep. to ask me to be on that like literal Mount Rushmore of DJs of the scratch party that he put together, I was like, and I actually told him no at first. Like he sent me a message and he's like, I really want you to do this because we've been talking back and forth. He's like, I really want you to yeah. do this. And he sends, he's like, I have this event. I'm going to call it Scratch Party. And then he showed me the lineup. And I was like, this is not really my thing. I'm not a turntablist per se. Like you guys are doing all the tricks and stuff. Cause everybody on there is like a trickster. And I was like, this is not really my thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. I, I want you on it because I want you to bring that different angle to it. And I know people are going to love it and, and all that. He kind of talked me off the ledge and I was like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Went in, I closed and had a blast. That's dope. I'm so glad you did. And yes, everyone on there was their own version of trickster or whatever you want it to be, but it was unbelievable. And I saw every DJ almost give that disclaimer of like, all right, listen, I know this person's a beast and this person's a beast. I'm just going to do whatever. And then they would do the dopest thing ever. So I was like, come on, like (laughs) Rep Matic comes on, like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then just absolutely smashes it, you know? So, um, it was so fun to watch that. I mean, that night there was so many things going on. I had like five tabs open trying to be like, okay, I'm watching the scratch party. I'm watching this party. I got this DJ, this DJ. So, uh, my virtual club hopping was like in full effect that night but isn't that a beautiful thing it's like think beyond. about it like i know i know 2020 was like every a lot most people are like ah 2020 well this and that and that i was like yeah there's some aspects of it of course but look yeah. now look what you're doing and and look at the access we have to all these people across the world in an instant now and it's all eyes on everybody so it's like now is your time to shine there's so many people that have picked up that ball and ran with it and made something beautiful out of it. There's other people that are sitting on their hands and doing absolutely nothing with it, which we, I don't, I don't get um, when we have this, this amazing thing that's in front of us right now and everybody's at home. So every, this is your opportunity to reach everybody at one point, like, especially like someone like you who doesn't necessarily have to do a podcast per se. I mean, you're a, a highly successful DJ on your own. You could just live off what you're doing and live off Twitch and and just stay as in that DJ pocket. But for you right. to pick it up and do this and, and use your platform to, you know, shine a light on other DJs, I think is, a, is an amazing thing. Yeah. So thank you. On the back, young spider. Pat yourself. All right. All right. All right. All right. Good job, spider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. I, I never looked at it that big picture in the beginning and I've, and now I do see it like that. And, and I'm trying to utilize this platform to, um, educate people, shine light on people that need light shined on them and, and just keep, um, almost document the culture. I mean, I was talking to my wife about that today. Like this is a crazy time. This was a, and 2020 was a crazy year. And I recorded at least once a week for the entire year, a conversation with one DJ that sort of 
if you look at it the whole time can catalog what the hell we were all going through that yeah. year and now we're headed into this year so looking back on it it'll be sort of a time capsule of like wow like whatever we're going through in five years oh this is what we what happened to get there you know so yeah. um and, and yeah. realistically it would have been really hard to do with everybody out on the road traveling doing this doing that yourself being on the road like it, it, it would have been probably virtually impossible for you to lock exactly. this down on a regular schedule. So I, I, I commend, I definitely commend people like you that have, you know, taken advantage of the time that we have really and truly. Yeah. And it was hard at first. Like, I mean, I don't know about for you, but I wanted to do nothing at first. Cause we, I mean, I, I had been so busy and also I didn't know what to do. And it was almost like s things got pulled away from me in a way where I'm like, am I, sad am i happy what's even who am i what is happening like it was just it's it was huge you know what i mean it was like just like a piece of paper got torn up into shreds and i'm like wait i gotta put this back together i know there's some answers on here but i gotta you know like and and it took some time a little bit to be like well i don't want to do anything you know um so yeah i'm i'm happy to be here i feel like we're starting 2021 in a good um way at least work wise i know that like the <laughs> yeah. virus is horrible the industries are horrible the business is horrible all this stuff is still awful uh we're losing more people than ever there's awful things so i of course acknowledge all of that but um starting 2020 you know i guess starting it in march when when we really started this was like we didn't know what the hell to do or what to expect. And at least now we've got the tools to approach it in a way. And uh, we know things will continue to be crazy and we'll see what as what it evolves into. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here doing this. I'm glad to be talking to people like you who also are uh, taking advantage of the opportunity of the being at home thing and sort of making something out of nothing, which is what DJing is since the very beginning, since someone plugging in turntables at a park and taking mm -hmm. a funk record and turning it into a break. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. what we do, right? That's what we are birthed from. DJs are made for times like this. And so any DJs that have not stepped up to the plate are like, need to just kind of get inspired by the history of DJing itself, right? Yeah, trust me. I mean, especially for someone like me, um, I mean, I had to have several talks with myself at the beginning of this, like last March, yeah. um, when that virtual transition happened it, and it, all the things you said, it was like going from vinyl to CD players and then going from vinyl to Serato, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all these big changes that were happening. But for me, there was so many levels to having to do, having to go from what we went from what we're used to, which is like the touring life and the radio life and all that stuff. And, you know, thankfully, I still have my full-time job, which is my radio, you know, my Virgin iHeart stuff. So right. on a monetary level, I'm secure. You know, I'm, I'm good, knock on wood, forever. <laughs> but, you know, so I, the, the money issue, as much as it hurt, it wasn't in the forefront for me. But right. what I had to do was just, I had to have that talk with myself and be like, what do you want out of this? Like, what do you want to do with it? And, you know, this is the second time in my life where my DJ name made the most sense. You know what I mean? It's like starting from scratch. Here, This is exactly yes. where we are right now. Once again, this is where you were 30 years ago and here you are now. And, you know, I, I've, I had never streamed before. I, I'm not a microphone person. Um, I'm not used to being in front of the camera, oddly enough. It's never been my thing because I have it like an, I have anxiety issues and all that stuff, which is other layers to it. So 
it, it was so much for me to take that all this stuff that was going through my head and and just I just like I kind of do with everything else I always kind of throw myself in the fire and see what happens and that's essentially what I had to do last March and I was like you know what let me try this Instagram thing and it was Instagram and then they kept shutting me down and I was like I can't stand this I can't keep getting out behind my DJ booth going and press stop and start again and I was like I'm not doing this anymore Twitch what's Twitch okay let's try Twitch bang and I just made that move. Like I just left Instagram. I was like, I don't, I don't care anymore. I went straight to Twitch and then just started to feel that community love. And, you know, when I look back at the shows I did back then, you know, I had my head down. I wasn't really talking much. I was nervous. I was shaking like all these, th all these transitions and things were, were really hard. And I know it's hard for a lot of people. And I know that's the reason a lot of DJs haven't made an appearance on Twitch. I, I have friends that just recently started as, as, uh, late as last week on Twitch, right. you know, almost a year later, but yeah. it is, it's, it's definitely not a thing that's for everybody, but I just chose to, like I said, throw myself in the fire because when I had that talk with myself, I was like, if you sit on your hands, you're going to disappear. You will disappear. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. I can't rely on, on, on somebody like Russell cause Russell's not touring anymore. You know what I mean? Like, so he's affected too. Yeah. So there's nobody else I can, I can't rely on people. Not that I ever did. And I never have, but I, you can't, there's a lot of people that do, unfortunately. So I was like, I can't rely on club owners. I can't rely on anybody anymore. There's only one person I can rely on to, to keep my DJ career alive. And that's me. So what am I going to do with it? Okay. You know what? I'm uncomfortable as all hell right now. And I really don't want to <laughs> be here. I'm going to yeah. stand in front of the ring light. And thankfully, like, I didn't know anything about it, but my wife is a makeup artist and she used to do all these YouTube tutorials. So she had the ring light. She had the camera already. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take this setup and bring it downstairs, you know, put it up in front my, in my unfinished basement, just put her a, a, an actual drape that she used to have the, her makeup stuff with. And that, that was my setup. And I was like, okay, I have no clue what I'm doing, but let's just try this out. And, you know, the reaction off the bat was great. And, and, and I liked it. You know what I mean? I, I just liked yeah. that feeling playing music for somebody else, which is what we do as DJs. Like there's, there's a difference between being that bedroom DJ and having that experience and just getting that reaction from that song. And, and you started to feel it I, as, you know, as false as it is to, because all you're seeing is really names and num and letters and stuff on people typing. Yeah. And you don't have that feeling. You don't feel the sweat of the people. You don't feel that heat. Like that's a whole other ball game, but I just, it was, it made me feel alive again. It made me feel like I had a purpose once again. And I could see the effect that, that me playing music was having on other people as well. And that was a huge part for me. And in my mind, you know, my, my daddy instincts kicked in and I was like, if I'm helping people play, playing music, I'm going to play music. This is what I'm going to do. You know what I mean? I had no clue about money. None of that stuff. I did my shows on Twitch for, I think three or four months before I ever pressed uh, ever uh, knew what a sub was and and asked for donations and asked for like I didn't care about all that at that point I just wanted to really just play music and I was happy that now we had a space to do that once again you know yeah. what I mean and I that that is just a crazy crazy thing that that it, it's a prime example of of if you really want it you'll go get it you know what I mean like yep you you cannot these are times where you, I, I mean I'm not 20 years old anymore so I'm, I'm been in this I'm a long you. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's guys like us that if we sit on our hands, we're going to, we're going to suffer because, you know, I'm not a social media whore. I'm not out there TikToking and dancing and doing all this stuff on social media. So all I really, all, the only way I could really speak to people is with my music. And thankfully now I found a home once again, where I can do that. And it's just been great for me. Like, 
to be able to play for people from Brazil, Amsterdam, Toronto, Montreal, like everybody at one time is an incredible thing to be just to be able to do. And it just boggles my mind that more people aren't taking advantage of it. I, everything you said, amen. (laughs) I I think that's all (laughs) so true. You know, it's, uh, I think a lot of us have gone through those similar things. And of course, it's not for everyone. If you don't want to do it, it's totally fine. But like you said, you know, um, this is what we do. This is the way to do it. And I think I usually don't get to, um, the internet questions until later in the program. But uh, you said something that sparked um, me to think back to one of the questions someone wrote in. And someone wrote, oh, and also before I get to that, my wife also uh, was doing YouTube (laughs) tutorials and had this dope Canon camera and the ring light and all these things. And I was like, can I grab that for a minute? And, And then I'm like, okay, Googling, plugging it in. So same thing, like even last night she came in, she's like, Thankfully, I bought all that stuff. I'm like, I know, like this has changed, you know, I don't know what I would have done. Um, but yeah, someone wrote in um, and they said uh, their name is Skanji, S-K-N-J-I. I don't know how you say it, but um, uh, they said, are you truly aware of the positive impact you have had on the lives of people during this time? And I think that really speaks to what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like you are having this positive impact on people. And so it's not necessarily 100% about you even and asking for the subs and the bits or, or finding your purpose. You're helping the people as well. And I got to catch this show that you did on your Twitch. That was, uh, I'm not sure what you called it, but a DJ round table thing. And, um, mm-hmm. I didn't get to watch the whole thing, but I did see a bit of the segment where DJ white gold was talking. And yeah. I don't know much about his story besides what he said on there, but, um, that was very moving and inspirational and touching to hear just the short part I heard, I didn't even hear the whole thing, but um, if, if for people that haven't seen it, you should go to starting from scratches, either Twitch page or Facebook. He has it archived. And the way he said that it was helping him, you know, and then he didn't realize he was helping them. And it it is a two way street. And as funny as it seems from people outside that haven't been doing it, where they're like, whatever, you're talking to a chat room. It's not real. It's the internet. People are putting a one in the chat. I don't know. This is real life. And like you said, I've made real friends. I've made real connections um, that will translate into the real world and that I will hopefully hang out with these people in London and in Australia and I'll go hang with Yo Mafia and I'll go hang with Complexion and all these dope people Mm -hmm. I've met that I relate to uh, as personality-wise, music-wise, all of it. You know what I mean? I think it's it's really cool. And, and, And we are starting from scratch (laughs) in a way we are, but, but we are starting, you know, um, from the beginning in certain ways. And you have to acknowledge that and not be like, no, man, I'm DJ spider. You ever heard of me? I did this. Like who cares? You know what I mean? That's a whole other topic I want to talk to you about, but just to go back on what you were saying, like it has really been something phenomenal. Like I can only speak for my channel. Um, the community that's grown on it. So the way this whole thing started for anybody that's ever been on my channel, you'll see, you'll always see 7 PM crew references. So they're called 7 PM crew. And the way that all started was when I was doing, when I first got on Twitch, 
um, I was doing like super marathon sets. I would start at seven and I would just play till like four in the morning. And I, I would do that. I know. Every- I was like, yeah. what is going on here? Like I would go do 20 things and come back and be like, yeah. he's still on. Is he going to be okay? It's cra- right. And, and, and it would like one pee break. That's about it. Um, but <laughs> it was these, impressive. People would be there, these people would be there from seven until I log off. And they like, I, it just hap- kept happening show after show. And they just started calling themselves the 7 PM crew. And even I was like, what the hell is the 7 p.m. crew? And they were like, oh, we've been here since 7 o'clock. And I was like, okay, dope. And then wow. now they've become like such this big community. And it's, it's I mean, it's a substantial number. It's, it's a lot of people, you know what I mean? And they, it's something they created. They have their own life with it. They have their own things. I've had people send me messages, DMs and stuff uh, and emails and so forth. And just been like, you literally saved my life. And to have somebody ever tell you that, it, it, it's incredible. I've had people send me pictures of their kids, like their teenage kids. And my kid was going through depression and, and thankfully, cause I also did a lot of mental health talks on, on Instagram and so forth. Um, and I've had people, you know, sending me pictures of their kids. Oh, my daughter won't even leave the house because she's scared of COVID and, and suffering from anxiety and depression. And then she'll, they like a couple months later, they send me a picture of the daughter outside and it, you know, this is all because of you and you're playing your music and your talks and, and just to have those things happen. I was like, that is my motivation. I mean, you're a DJ, you know how it is. Some days we get up and we don't want to do anything. I don't So there's some days I don't want to go to the basement and do my show. And then I just, I, I think back and I'm like, you know what? I'm, privileged i'm in a i'm in a good spot i'm able to provide relief for people on any capacity in any capacity whether it's you just had a shitty day that day and you're coming to my channel to to have some fun i'm always pushing that narrative is fun f-u-n that's it i want you to come and just get loose and have fun and you could see that when you come there but it's like if there's a two-part to every time i go on it's like what i'm doing is one thing and what everybody else is doing in the chat is another thing and sometimes they go in sync sometimes they go off on their own but it's always like like become this beautiful thing and just that like that that thing of somebody ever looking you in the face even though it may be through an email and just literally telling you you saved my life i mean that when you sit down and think about it and take that deep breath and just go like that is that's crazy to ever think that you know this is like yeah. people just playing music but it's it's so much more than that you know what i mean it's so much more than us just stepping up there playing plus pressing play and playing a song you know what i mean like it, it, it there's so much there's so many levels to it and i i just it this whole twitch thing has really taught me a lot about myself and just really the power of what we do as entertainers period i mean it, it's not just djs there's everybody doing out there's people painting on twitch there's be like whatever it is that that's offering some sense of sanity and relief to others i think is absolutely incredible and and not that there's an obligation to do it yeah but i do feel a moral obligation to do it you know what i mean like i feel like yeah. now i'm in a position where i know it i know i am helping people because they tell me every week so right. i do feel that moral obligation plus i'm super passionate about what i do even after all these years i still love doing it so on those days where I may not be up to a hundred percent within like 10 minutes of me playing music, they pick me up. They know it. I'm honest on my shows. I'm like, yo, to be honest, I didn't even really think I was going to come on here today. And then they'll, they'll see that and they'll pick me up right away. They'll be like, come on, you got this. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And then bang, we take off together and we go. So right. I, I, I think the, that whole family issue on, on Twitch or any platform that you're on in general, I just think, you know, it, it is a great thing. And, and just that extra level of, of, of being 
you know, so in touch with these people that you don't even know. Like, I don't even know these people. Think about that. Like, I don't, I've never, I don't even think I've ever had anybody, you know, that I know personally come to me and be like, you saved my life. These are people I don't <laughs> know. You know what I mean? Like I, I've told yeah, my wife, she crazy. saved my life. You know what I mean? But yeah, um, I, I, I it, it, it's, it's, it's like, it's really is a, it's a, it's a mind blowing thing just to think of these situations we're in and, and to know how many people are deep down in the gutter in their feelings or in reality, you know what I mean? And I just yeah. think if we can offer that, you know, freedom for a little bit, just do it. Like whatever it is, like get out of your comfort zone and just do it. I, yeah. I, I, I can only speak for myself. I know I was in the ultimate, you know, lack of comfort zone. So I had to make myself do it, but I'm happy I did because I know if I, if I hadn't started when I did, uh, I don't know if I would have started late. You know what I mean? Like I got on Serato a little late and I felt like, the heel of the whole club. Cause I was like, I don't, I felt like I, everybody was running past me and I was standing in one spot. I was like, I don't know what's happening here, but I right. see everybody I'm still walking in with crates and the next DJ has his computer. And I'm like, Oh, okay. That's what it's all about. So I was like, I didn't want to be in that position with this, with this online platform. And I, I just think like, I, I had to talk with Jazzy Jeff earlier today and we were talking about, cause I told him I was coming on the show. Oh, um, dope. And yeah, we were talking this afternoon and, and we were talking, we always talk, this is a conversation we always have too. We're like, why are people sitting on their hands? I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and not for everybody and, and, and it isn't, but I, I like, he always uses the reference. Like, what do you think the club owners that are used to hire you are doing? They're watching Twitch. You know what I mean? They're seeing who's hot. <laughs> that that was the clip. Um, he, uh, you know, uh, shout to Jazzy Jeff, friend of the show. Uh, oh, he he was the, the he was our <laughs> friend of the show. Uh, I like to treat this like I'm Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show. There no, the uh, um, but he was our last guest, um, which is still mind blowing to me that he was down to come on. I'm like so honored and you know just unbelievable. But that was precisely the first um clip that we used to promote that episode was exactly what you just said was him saying mm. who do you think uh, the club owner and the promoters are watching right now? Why wouldn't you be doing this? And just yeah. stuff like that. And for him to be saying that, okay, Jazzy Jeff is saying that. You know what I mean? Like the top of the top, okay? And that's what I was saying to him too, was that, well, there's some people that might have egos that are getting in the way. And he goes, show me the person or the DJ that has the audacity to even have an ego right now. And I was like, exactly. exactly. Like that has stuck in my head since he said that nonstop because you're crazy right now if you have an ego. This is the ultimate humbler, this whole thing right now. So, you know, just dip back into the reason why you started doing things and your creativity and all that. Or maybe this you don't want to do this anymore. This is your opportunity to get out and go do something else then. <laughs> yeah, so, that, and, and that's been, that's what I wanted to say. Like that's been the other eye opener. And I've had this conversation with a lot of people is like, now that, you know, we're in that situation where it's literally all eyes on you. We're not in clubs anymore. There's no more distractions. Nobody's yeah. standing at the bar. No one's looking at this girl or looking at this guy. All right. eyes are on you. So now it's a show. Now we're in a show, a straight show improve mentality and straight show improve as a, as an artist and entertainer. Um, and now it's, it's the hugest reality check now. Like at the beginning of this, yes, I got a, a, a you know, I got a, I had a bunch of people watch me right off the bat because they knew me. Yes. I'm starting from scratch, but I'm only starting from scratch in Canada. You know what I mean? Like I have the power in Canada. I've never right. had that power. People may know me in different pockets just for tours and so forth, but 
my strength has always been in Canada. I'm a Canadian DJ and I've made a good living for myself here. Um, but that can only last so long. You know what I mean? If you're going to keep playing for the same people over and over, it's, you're not going to, you're not going to go anywhere. There's no longevity in that. So, um, yeah, I just had to being that I'm DJ spider. Like you said, I'm DJ spider. I toured with such and such and I'm started from scratch. That shit will only last you so long. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. End of the day, if, if someone that doesn't know you tunes in and they don't like what they see, there you go. And I've seen that a million times because I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm a Twitch surfer. I'll just go on because it's my opportunity to see DJs. I like, how often do I get to see you rock? You know what I mean? I don't, unless you come exactly. to Toronto and you play. And yeah. I don't, I don't get the invite to those Netflix parties. <laughs> <laughs> But I think it's been like, and it's been a real eye but I've seen DJs that I've heard about and I'll go watch them and I'm like, oof, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I know. I try not like, to be too judgmental at first. Like, I'm like, all right, let DJs, everyone get, give do. a chance to, uh, <laughs> to, to it, get acclimated. Is, the reason I say it's a reality check, like these people have, you know, like hundreds of thousands of followers on IG, whether they're real or fake. Yeah. And then right. you look on Twitch and and not that Twitch is a, a numbers game because it, it is and it isn't. But if you look on Twitch and these are massive people and they have like 30 people all the time, you're like, something's wrong here. Something's not adding up. And then there's been other stories like you mentioned, White Gold or these people that didn't have that powerful name per se. Um, and they've just been like shining stars, you know what I mean? And it's made people realize, oh right. shit, there's other people besides X, Y, and Z that can actually play music. And I think that that's, that's been the real underlying beautiful story of this whole thing. Yeah. And sort of combining your two worlds, because like you said, you have your 7 PM crew, your stream tends to be pretty strong numbers wise. I know we've, we've preached on this show a lot, like, don't worry about your numbers, just do your thing. Don't worry about it. But eventually, if you're putting in the work over time and you notice you're building a good community, you do see the numbers and correlate it to the amount of people that are chatting and then yeah. sort of, uh, you know, going, um, doing things with your merch and your other social media and whatever. And I notice your channel, I mean, you'll have a strong four to 500 people that seem like they're there in the chat doing it, you know, and, um, do you think that's a combination of your Canadian fan base from in person, your radio stuff, and then Twitch people that you've met and built over this time? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I have, I, I have my base, you know, I know right. I have my base no matter when I go on, I know I'll have my base there, but yeah, um, yeah like my Friday and Saturday nights are, are pretty strong. But again, think about it. Like I just had this conversation with somebody yesterday and I'm like, it's, it's so funny how Twitch has changed us. Like we look at numbers now and if someone has like 300 on Twitch, you're like, oh shit, they're killing it. Whereas if yeah. you walked into a super club and you saw 300 people, you'd be like, oh, this DJ is flopping the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, right. it's such a, it's it, the way Twitch is, it's changed people's thinking, but I try not to pay attention to numbers too much, but inevitably it's always going to happen. But yeah. um, I've like, the main thing with me is, is growth. Like if I don't see growth, then I know I'm not doing something right. So I have to see growth. Like if I'm not getting new followers every show, then something's wrong. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not doing enough yeah. to, to bring people in. Um, and again, like I, I mentioned, my my boy just started on Twitch last week, and we just had this conversation. I was like, before you get into all this, you need to figure out why you are getting into this. Are you getting yeah. into this just because you want to play music? 
then go for it. Keep your eyes closed, play your music, and just have fun. If you want to grow and grow your base and grow your name, branding, and all that stuff, then you got to approach it as a business at some point. You know what I mean? You got to think about it as a business. You're, you're, it is. This is business. Like when all this is over, I'm exactly like you said before. I'm making my connections. I'm going here and I'm going there and I'm going over here yeah. because I've never gone over here. But now I see this person in my chat every week. You know what I mean? Or I see this DJ in my chat every week. And there's tons of people I don't know. And the beauty of it is, is every week is this new people coming in every show, brand new people. Because I mean, I didn't do that green. I, we only started the green screen thing like two months ago. Um, right. And we, we, we only did it because we're a, my partner and I, my partner, Tim is the guy that does a lot of the visuals. He's at home. And he just does it through Team Viewer and, and does the visuals and moves all the stuff around. I can't do that stuff so myself. Good. We got we got to learn more about that. And wait, when you say he's your partner, you mean like uh, you guys DJ together or partner? No, he's not a DJ. He's just he's my 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 business partner. So everything we okay. do, we do we've been doing together for years. And the beauty of it is is like we're both nut jobs. So we've we've always done this stuff live never green screen stuff but like when you see me in costume in my 80s costume that's the way i am when i do my 80s parties at any party you come to you'll see me i'm that guy i just it's just fun to me so now we can bring all this crazy stuff that we have in our heads to the screens it's monstrous you know what i mean but we never did it to just okay. try and be like ultimate whack jobs we just did it to add to the music because it just gives people something to chat about it just sparks like yet like yesterday when i did the show and we had like, because I do this series of, mu of mixes called Cottage Cheese, which is basically like cottage music. And that yeah. was the premise of the show yesterday. So it was like an old cottage and all that stuff. And we had dancing animals and all that stuff. And then someone made a joke about a deer and they call it a buck. And then buck, this whole bucking thing started. And it just, they took it and ran with it. So we made more emotes and ran with it. And it just becomes like this hilarious comedy show with, with wicked music. You know what I mean? So um there's so much there's so much you can do with this stuff and, and I, I i just i love it as a dj i love it because musically i get to do whatever i want and as a fan of of comedy i love it because i'm able to do that kind of side of it you know what i mean like i, I just think yeah. it's a great it's it's really a great thing oh my god like i don't know if you archive your stuff but i i watched last night and yeah, you're <laughs> okay and that that stream is called one of these nights right and it's like, yeah. oh my God, you, you had, and plus, you know, some, your partner, um, I think pays attention to subtlety, uh, which Very because so. <laughs> I, I love it because there's these Easter eggs or whatever you want to call them in your stream. So you're watching, first of all, I'm like, wait, where is starting from scratch? I'm like, oh shit, he's down in front of the barn. Oh wait, there's a dancing squirrel. But then you look <laughs> and there's someone like popping up in the window, but you didn't notice it. And then another person in the other window. And then, and then I'll tune out of your stream. I'll go club hop into the other one. I'll come back and there's like more animals dancing on the screen slowly, <laughs> but surely he's adding them in. Or then I saw like, I was telling you before we started, you did this, the eighties stream and you had, I mean, you were in a cereal box. I mean, that was like <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. I'm like calling my wife. I'm like, look at this. This is amazing. Um, but then like you were talking to this girl that was behind you and you're dancing with her. And then I could tell your partner's on his mouse moving it up and down. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. It was so funny because that's the beauty of being able to have someone control it remotely from their thing oh, with yeah, the team viewer sure. and sort of to handle the artistic side of things. I know that, um, 
my uh, the person that helped me create my overlays, and he's done so much for me, <clears throat> an amazing artist and graphic designer, uh, and so much more um, urban medium. Um, he does all the stuff for Little John now, and every Saturday night he does that same thing, sort of a team viewer type thing, where he's controlling all the graphics and and puts together the whole show and and John can talk to him and they have a whole method of how they do it but um I think that adds so much to it you know what I mean oh, and they'll do a reggae night and he's on the beach and he has all the clips for everything yeah. and so seeing how you guys do that I mean you guys take it really really to the next level but I think it just adds so much to it and and I love it you know so um people can learn a lot from watching your channel I think and that's entertainment. awesome that's crazy yeah to hear. oh my god it, it was like so entertaining to the point where i can't turn it off like i'm like i got something to do <laughs> i'm like he keeps changing the scenes and that's the mind trip is like like i've only i i mean i'll see you in the comments every now and then but unless somebody comments you never know who's watching so I've, it's been cr the craziest thing like i went on uh maceo's channel uh, yeah. a few weeks back and like he's i popped in and when i go in people's channel i always say what's up just out of courtesy whether i know them and i mean i know maceo but again i know him as an acquaintance you know what i mean we did the playlist together um yeah. but i don't know him to talk you know i can't call him on the phone and be like hey what up and right. then i you know i popped in i said what up maceo and he stopped the music and he started doing all these sound effects and i was like what's going on over here and he's like starting from scratch you're mega you're mega. And I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> I'm looking around. I'm like, what's happening right now? I mean, this is DJ. What the hell is going on? And he's like, I watched your show and it was crazy. And I'm a big fan. You're one of my favorite DJs. And I was like, what the hell is just happening to me right now? And it's been crazy. Like that has been a beautiful thing for me too. It's like, I've been able to connect with so many people that I'm fans of, you know what I mean? And, and just to hear that in return is, is the highest compliment. And you never know who's watching, you know what I mean? And that's been so yeah. that's happened in my career so many times, like endless things, you know, m movie roles and blah, blah, blah. And everything that's happened to me along the way, not everything, but a lot of things that have happened. It's just by circumstance of people just, hearing me play and out of nowhere. Oh yeah. I heard you play here. Oh shit. I didn't know you were there. Yeah, I was there. And then now then this door opens and that door opens. And it, it, you know, I went from when I first, first started, um, one of my self mantras was always, you know, whether there's two people or 2000 people, you got to give it your all, all the time. And I'm a, such a firm believer in that. And especially on Twitch, like it drives me crazy when I'm watching people, on Twitch and they're like on their phones, like right in the camera, like <laughs> not paying attention to the viewers. And I'm like, if I you're know. not paying attention to me, I'm not paying attention to you. You know what I mean? And so I've always approached my business. Like it, 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 I love what I do. So it's not hard to do it, but I've always very, very strong belief in perform at your highest level at all times. And I, I, I so many things, so many good things have happened to me because of that. I've done parties, you know, in rooms of like, you know, 30, 40 people. And out of those 30, 40 people, this guy knew that guy and bang, bang, this happens and that happens. And it's all because I, I could have just went in there and mailed it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, just, I, I refuse to do that because I just seen it happen so many times where you just never know who's watching. And, and especially on Twitch, like it, it's been a crazy, crazy thing for me. Yeah, no, that that's uh, what I was going to say too, is that you can learn some real world lessons from the stuff on Twitch. And I think that um, that's 
because I'm not going to chat the whole time. In a way, I'm like, it gets annoying. I can't just be like, hey, 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 for six hours. Oh, but sure. sometimes I'll leave the people on in the background um, just while I'm doing untangling wires. You know, I mean, I can't be chatting. But yes, like I'm watching your show, a lot of people's show, and I think they don't even realize. And And that's something I've always said as a DJ is that give it your all. Even if you walk into a club and like you said, it's a mega club and there's only a hundred people there and you feel like so disappointed and the promoters are like, Oh, it's a shitty night. And everyone's like, this sucks. Do your best because you yeah. don't know who's going to be there. Number one, just out of your dignity and the principles of yourself, do a good job. Don't do a bad job. You know what I mean? Like f just as you should do for yourself. But also, from a business standpoint, you don't know who's going to be there. I've had so many times like that where I've been like, this club sucks or this event isn't what I thought it's going to be. But I'll go crazy and have fun with it. I remember doing this event. I think it was like a Golden Globes thing for HBO. And I was all hyped, like, all these people are going to be there. It's going to be so cool. And they put me in this area like far away and I couldn't see anybody and I'm like ah oh, this sucks but I was like you know what I'm gonna have best time ever and I'm playing Motown I'm mixing it into new songs and old and I'm going I'm like to the point where I'm smiling and bouncing up and down <laughs> in my own world because I'm like I don't even care I'm getting to DJ right now and I'm getting money yeah. for it this is amazing I ha I'm thankful just as a whole and then these people came over like you're having such a good time that you're making us have a good time. And then next thing you know, you get hired for this other event and, yep. um, you know, or I did this at the beginning of this year, uh, or sorry, last year, 2020, uh, when events were a thing, um, <laughs> again, it was another like Hollywood type thing. I got called in for the last minute and it was some Netflix, like golden globes thing. And, and they were like, it's going to be a very private, small party. Hardly anyone's going to be there. And I'm like in this dark corner, a couple people walk in. I can't even see who they are because it's so dark. And so I'm just like, all right, I need to just play the dopest music. I can't go too hard because no one's going to dance, but I can't go too soft because I'm I'm here for a reason. You know, they want me yeah. to DJ for eight people for some reason. So they must be important. So like, I'm like trying to play just a mixture of, of classic, amazing music, new stuff I just found, you know, all this and then like I see these people talking and I see this one person come out of the shadows and it's Pharrell. And I'm like, oh God, okay. I've been DJing for Pharrell for like 45 minutes. So I'm like, thank God I was like trying really hard, you know? And then another person starts coming over to talk to me and it's like the head of Netflix, that guy, Ted Sarandos. And he's like, doing a really good job. Thanks. And I'm like, oh God, okay, thank you. You know, it's like, you never know. I could have just been like, there's five people here. I'm going to play some stupid yeah. mix. Who cares? You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. instead I was, I DJed as if I was in my bedroom trying to have the greatest time. I'm scratching. I'm doing acapella over a thing just to do it because I love DJing. So you never know. And I'm not saying those stories to like show off. I'm just saying like that you, you just never know. You know what I mean? It all. It's but it's an important, very important, you know, thing to do. Like, it, yeah. I mean, you've, you've had great things happen because of it. I've had great things happen because of it. Yeah. And I mean, maybe great things won't happen to everybody that's, that's working their ass off, but I all, I'm a firm believer in like, if, especially if you're, I mean, the, the A and B of it is, is if, if you're a DJ or whatever you do, if you take it seriously, respect it. If you go in there and you shit yeah. the bed and you fill it in, you're not respecting your craft and you're you're showing the ultimate disrespect exactly. to everybody else who works their ass off for it. So I'm yep. I'm like I I've I yeah, I refuse to mail it in. I just absolutely refuse to do that. And you could see that. Like I'm 
I'm bouncing around, I'm having fun and I'm I'm not doing it because I'm on camera. That's how I when I do my when I record my radio shows, I'm bouncing around and playing music too. Like I I just love playing music just like you, but um yeah, it it's just disappointing to see some people just not appreciating what they're being given right now. You know what I mean? And I guess that goes whether we were in COVID or not. I'm sure that still happens. I mean, we've seen it over and over again, but um, yeah, I refuse to lose. I just, I've been in this too long to let something like this knock me down and I, I won't do it. I'm, I'm going to give it my all and whoever wants to party with me, come and party with me. Yeah. And, uh, like trusting the process of what we're doing, which is kind of hard because I've done it personally and I've seen a lot of my friends do it with like, what if something, you know what I mean? What if no one watches? What if I'm wasting my time on this? What if my computer? Any amount of what ifs could stop you from doing this, but if you just do it and trust the process, good things will come out of it eventually, and you'll find your way down the path. It might not be exactly how you picture it. I saw you even talking to Green Lantern and how he was like, never did I think that me DJing in a virtual roller skating rink would be my biggest thing on streaming (laughs) green lantern. And I'm like, that's amazing to hear from someone like that. You know, Um, he's such a a good dude. Like I'm so happy that happened for him. And you know how you were saying those, what ifs instead of saying all those negative, what ifs, you know, what if Pharrell is watching, like you said, what if you had a Netflix is watching, what if they like turn those what ifs into positive, like why not do it? What if five people are watching? Cool. But what if one of those five people is, Someone that could turn that five people into something that could last you for the rest of your life. There could be some TV studio people watching your show. Like, we've always wanted to do an 80s party, but we don't know how to do it. This guy's DJing in a cereal box with the thing on. You know what I mean? It's like, we need to put this on TV. Like, and then you and Timber are freaking doing a whole real show. Like, who knows what could come out of any of this? So, yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's value to all of it. And then there's so many levels to it. Like you're saying, there's value to doing it for that. And then as well as interacting with people, your future mm-hmm. career as a DJ, your own mental health, which is so many things. I, I want to talk about that with you as well, because I know you've talked a lot about anxiety and all that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so I think that's all, that's all very important. Um, I guess just to back up a little bit, um, you are originally from Montreal right? And yeah. then move to, to Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. So you're Canadian to the core. Um, hardcore, eh? <laughs> hardcore, eh? <laughs> um, and um, where does the name come from, DJ starting from scratch? Um, <laughs> remember way back when in the 80s, I started about, I started like 89-ish, I would say, is when okay. I first started. Um so I moved to I moved from Montreal in '86. I'm probably eighty eighty eight ish, and then okay. um, yeah, I just I, I just fell in love with the I had fallen in love with the concept of DJing in my time in Montreal just by listening to uh, mix shows on a Saturday night. I used to just listen to it, and I used to have my headphones on on my bed on the radio, and I would put it on, and I would always listen to it. I didn't know what a DJ was. I was like thirteen years old at that time, twelve years old. Um, but I was just so, I gravitated so much towards the concept of music, just going and going, no stopping and going. Yeah. And I, loved, I just loved the music and the next song would come in and I was like, oh, this is amazing. You know, this was my introduction to mixing and I had no clue what was happening. I didn't know if it was a person doing it. I didn't know if it was a computer dude. Like I had no clue out of computers at that time, but, um, I had no clue yeah. what was happening. I just fell in love with the concept 
of continuous music. So that was my introduction to it. And then I had never seen a DJ, didn't know what a DJ was. And I moved to Toronto when I was 14. Um, we moved up here. And then my first high school dance was where I first saw a DJ. And those times, you know, we're talking late 80s. So high school dances was everything. We were getting like six, 700 people to high school dances at that time. So right. they, everybody was there. Um, so I went and, and I remember the DJ was like, it was in the cafeteria. The DJ was up on the stage. I have no clue if the DJ was even good or terrible. I had no clue, but I just stood there and I was watching and I had no clue what was happening. Didn't know what the DJ was doing. Again, I was just drawn to that continuous music flow. And then now I got to witness the reaction of people to songs and that correlation. And I was like, this is incredible. And I was this, I just, there could have been like naked girls running right next to me. And I would have been like, move, move. I got to see this. What's the DJ going to do next? You know what I mean? So Amazing. I like yeah. By that concept. And then I had friends that, that actually physically had DJ stuff. And that was the first time I got to try it. And I was, I just fell in love with the con, fell in love with everything. My mother used to work for uh, Warner Brothers Records back in the day. So when they were WIA, it was oh, Warner wow. Electric Atlantic. So I had a little base. She, had, she, she used to bring records like all of Phil Collins and NXS and all that stuff. So I had a base of records. And um, I used to have this, we had this little wooden turntable that had the, you know, the buttons of the 33 and 45, not even a pitch control. This had the buttons up and down. I had a cassette player. So I used to take cassettes right. of all the shows I recorded in Montreal. I would take those cassettes, play them, play a record that my mom had and just find it. And, you know, she had bought me this little mixer, the realistic, like everybody had. And then yeah. uh, just try and match. And I learned by like doing this and my things, my fingers, I would do that with the, to make the pitch go. And I was, you know, I just, I was just experimenting. I was that mad evil genius experimenting in my basement. And yeah. then, uh, so then I had a friend of mine named John back in the day. We were like brothers inseparable at the time. And he's like, why don't you just go play this? I know he was that guy. Like I can get you this gig and I'll get you into here. And I'd never done a party before. And I was like, okay, sure. Whatever. I got records. Let's go. Let's go play. And then right. he got, got us a first school dance uh, at his school. He wasn't even in my school at that time. He was in a different school. So he got us a school dance there. And he's like, well, what are you going to call yourself? And I was like, I don't know, Mark G. Just put Mark G. It sounded like the name, you know, whatever. Yeah. And he's like, so I think they did the first couple as Mark G. And then he's like, you got to change your name. You need, a, you need something that like sounds exciting. And I was like, okay, let me go look. And I started looking through records. And then it was a TV guide, you know, the paper with the big paper ones that used to come in the uh, newspaper. Of course, yeah. I was flipping through the TV guide and I was just looking, looking. And then it was like an after school special. And in, in brackets and bold letters, it said starting from scratch. And I stopped and I was like, hmm, that makes kind of sense. You know, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, scratching the DJ. I didn't even know how to scratch back then. I was like, DJing, scratching. I am technically literally starting from scratch. And so it was just that. It was literally that ah moment. Like, if you can describe that ah moment in your career, that was it. It was literally in bold letters. Like, it was yelling at me, take my name, please. And that was <laughs> it. And then just from there, it's been, it's been a dope ride. Oh, man, I love it. What a great story. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, the, um, that, that's amazing. And little did you know that in the future, social media sites would uh, limit the amount of letters you can put in your name, probably. But <laughs> Nor <laughs> I I that we're doing this 31 years later. Oh, that's the truth, right? I mean, definitely 20 years ago, I was not like, I'll be still DJing and doing a podcast, you know, all these things know, right? like did not picture that. Um, 
but yeah, I noticed like your Twitter is DJ SFS, right? Yeah. Because they, yeah, yeah. for some but reason, honestly, they limit. Like, I'm, so, I'm so bad with social media. I'm, I'm like, ugh, I don't think You're I. You're not I, so I, bad. You're really good at it. What do you mean? Nah, I don't. I don't think I've. I think I've in my whole life of Twitter, I've probably created like four tweets. <laughs> everything okay, else, I, is just, everything else is retweet or it gets sent from my other platforms. To that, I'm like, I, I, I can't live in that. This, this, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that. I put in such hard work before that became the mainstay. You know what I mean? Right. That I, I've established myself in such a way that I'm not reliant on social media per se. Obviously I know the benefits of social media, but I'm definitely not a whore of social media um, because I just think that'll take me down a path. I'm, I don't really want to go to uh, because I still do. Honestly, I know it sounds cliche and, and hokey and whatever, but I really do still play music and I'm super passionate about what I do. And I'm very serious about what I do because I love to do it. And I've always right. made that to myself. Like, you know, they're not saying when it becomes work, blah, 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 blah. So if I, obviously there's some gigs we do in life that we, we do for the check, you know what I mean? The corporates, yeah. but yes. um, I mean, I, I got a family I got to take care of. So I have to take those gigs and they may not be my primo gigs that I want to do, but um, yeah, I'm still super passionate about it. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not relying on the social media stuff. So, I mean, I, I use it for what I need to use it for. And I'm, you know, I'm not going to be on there taking bathroom selfies and, and doing all that stuff. Cause it's not, it's not for me. You know what I mean? Not to knock anybody that's doing that, but I am a DJ. So all the things you see on my thing are either me DJing DJ world or my family. Cause that's really everything I care about, you know what in a, in a nutshell. Yeah. I mean, well, if a DJ can't do a good bathroom selfie, I don't really respect them as much, but you know, I don't know. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry to all my friends and family across the world. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's for your own benefit though. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> I need to see the starting from scratch bathroom selfie now. Um, I guess you're right. Your Twitter is a lot of reposting your stream. If now that I think about it, but I feel like it's all synced up in a good way where even when I had to look up things for this interview, you were very up to date on your Facebook and your Twitter and I could check all your mm. past things up to date. So in that sense, but you're right. You're not always on there. I do. Oh, yeah, see I'm definitely your, not. I'm not a super active, like even on IG, I, I, I post once and then a couple of days later I'll post something else, but it's usually just to, to let people know about my shows and stuff. And, and I mean, Right. That to me, it makes me feel prouder. Not that I'm going against the grain or I'm purposely trying to do things yeah. without reliance of social media, but it just makes me prouder to know that I'm building all these things, these Twitch and all these things are, everything's growing organically. The people are there because they want to be there, not because yeah. they're being told to be there from something else. You know what I mean? Or attracting with flashy videos and da 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 da, -da and come see me, da da. And then they come to yeah. the channel and they're like, ugh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So everybody that's coming there wants to be there, which, which to me as a DJ is perfect. I have, I, I and this, is, this is exactly what I told Jeff this afternoon too, is like, we're in the time where we are physically creating our own classroom of, of, of students that want to learn about music. We are putting people in these seats right now. You're physically yeah. putting people in these seats. So you choose to direct it in any way you want to. And I'm just super proud that I've been able to do that continuously over my whole career has really been based off just playing good music. You know what I mean? And, and doing the best I can and people just being appreciative and, and it just, that snowball just keeps rolling. You know what I mean? And as long as that snowball keeps rolling, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. I'm, I'm going to keep doing it and I love it. Yeah. I still love it to this day. Yeah. I can tell you love it. Um, and just, um, to get off the history thing, just to speak on what you just said, like, 
with your community, you have really built it up. And I've had debates or, or talks with other DJs of like, do you think it's important to stream on every n network at the same time or platform? Or do you think it's important to promote it on your other social media? Um, how have you built this organic community um, on your Twitch? Do you have any other insights or tips um, besides just obviously putting in the best work you can put in and the t and caring about it? But is there any other things you do to build it like that? Consistency is everything. Uh, okay. Like scheduling. That's the same talk I have with my friend that just joined. Like setting that schedule um, is super important because people yeah. just get ready. They tune in. They get. They wait. You know what I mean? Like I know yeah. my crowd my crowd waits. I get the messages during the week. Like I can't wait till Friday, eight o'clock. Can't wait till Saturday, seven o'clock. You know what I mean? Like they wait, they have, they, they, they cater their day around these things. Like, and it's not only with me, it's with, with every other person out there. I hear from all different people like, Oh, right. I can't wait to him or this time. This guy's good. It's just like the verses. Everybody knows that verses is coming on this time. They get ready for it. So I think definitely consistency is key. I mean, it, the A and B of it is, is there's two things people will be attracted to is you, and your music visuals yeah. are cool visuals are cool but they're not necessary you know right. what i mean they're a, they're a great addition to what's already there but they're not necessary i could still do the same show without the visual i did it, I did it for months and months and months that's how i grew my base um but you know your yeah. personality will draw people in if you're a stiff rock uh, and you're not really talkative on the mic it will i mean it's not to say it's going to kill you but it will affect you People love yeah. to hear their shout-outs. People love to hear, you know, they would they they it, it's a family thing. Like people like to go, get in there and get noticed. This is their opportunity too. It's not only ours. You know what I mean? It's it's not a one-way street. It is a two-way street. You yeah. know, or else you will be playing for two people. You know what I mean? So <laughs> people love their shout-outs and people love all that stuff. And the reality of it, we're playing music. You know what I mean? Just like you said, you know, you're putting it on and you're doing other stuff. I'm sure a lot of people do that. You know what I mean? And if the music yeah. is terrible. They're gonna they're gonna flick the channel just like it's just like listening to terrestrial radio in your car. You know what I mean? Like we used to do in the yeah. good old days. You didn't like the song, flick, flick, flick. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. You're gone. And you know, once people leave, if they don't come back, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, just like you said, like you were on my channel, uh, you went to other people's channel, and then you came back just to see what was happening. But if you really weren't impressed the first time, you wouldn't come back. I'd just be an afterthought to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So having that you know, connection with people is, is the ultimate key. And and there's only two ways you do that is with your mouth, with your pause on that one, with your voice, <laughs> <laughs> with your right. voice and with music, really, that's the only two ways you can do it. Yeah. Yeah. No, th those are, that's super smart. Uh, good insights for people that just want to get into it or that are doing it and struggling to figure out if they're doing the right thing and because this is a crazy time we're all alone in our house and if you don't have other friends to talk to i think you come to a podcast like this or something and listen to someone that's experienced and go okay i can implement that into my into my routine um yeah. so um all right well so going back in time again so you grew up you were doing the school dances um you you went from mark g which wasn't that bad <laughs> but to uh starting yeah. from scratch um yeah. <laughs> Mark <Yeah>. G. <laughs> there, had to, there had to be a separation. I'm Mark all the time. I didn't want to be Mark 
24 hours a day. There has I'm, to be some scrap time. Yeah, so. I feel you. No, when I, I started college radio and people were like, you can't use your real name, man. That doesn't sound cool. I was like, well, my friends used to call me the spider. Like, that's what, <laughs> that's your name. You're the spider. Why, like, why, why right. did that happen? Why did, why did you, why were you called the spider? Well, my real name is Oliver <laughs> and I was doing like hip hop shows. So Oliver isn't the most like hip hop name for some reason, but uh, <laughs> people were like, yo, that doesn't sound cool. Like I was doing a hip hop and drum and bass radio show. And I, and my goal was to like fuse them together. So I wanted to do one hour of each, but then I wanted to do a part of the show where I would take hip hop acapellas and put them over drum and bass or, or oh. implement hip hop DJing into drum and bass type DJing and stuff like that. I don't know. So the show was called the basement with two S's like T H E B A S S M E N T. And, um, my name was Oliver and I'm like, and they're like, yo, you got to pick a, a name, a cool name. I'm like, I mean, when I was in high school, like I had like way longer hair and I was very, very skinny and tall and lanky and I would play basketball with my friends and I wasn't very good. And I think, you know, I've always been sort of a goofy guy that likes to make people laugh. And uh, I would just, I didn't care if they were making fun of me while we were playing basketball because I looked crazy and I wasn't good. And this one dude that was always there, Poncho, and a bunch of my other friends would always be like, pass it to the spider. Let's see if the spider can dunk. Oh, pass to the spider. And I would just be like <laughs> looking like a crazy spider, I guess. And so that was it. And I forgot about it. And then once I'm in college, I'm like, all right, I'm the spider. And then after a while, I felt like I was like the bad guy in a like a marvel movie or something so i'm like all right i think i'm dj spider so i I changed the the to the dj i mean i guess there's the alchemist and stuff but i had to uh flip it up and then yeah little did i think you know i'd be 40 years old uh being like what up i'm spider you know and then people are like in my kid's school are like Hey, like the principals, like spiders coming in. Like we'll be DJing my my kids' school Zoom events now, and they're like yeah. <laughs> spider and his hype man Jude, because like my son has decided he's this amazing hype man MC, which I he is. It. <laughs> it's crazy. It. He was like, "Can I come in while you DJ the Zoom and and say something on the mic?" I'm like, I guess. Next thing I know, he has the mic for 20 straight minutes and is like asking people <laughs> questions and like, I see you, Eloise. Oh, I love your cute dog. She's dancing. Okay, great. Oh, who likes skateboarding? Oh, who's into wheels spinning? Like, I'm like, where'd you get that? Shout out, you know, but uh, yeah. So I love that. I love <laughs> but it. But yeah, There's nothing better than the kids. The same with my kids. Like when I, they always make appearances on the streams because they just love it. But I, 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 I there's nothing better than that. Like we can't do that set stuff anywhere else. You know what I mean? I, I it's such uh, a beautiful thing. It's the best. I mean, my kid was watching your stream yesterday. You know what I mean? Like we were watching yeah. a movie and then I go, hold on. I got to show you this. He has dancing bucks and, <laughs> and squirrels. And my kid's like, that's crazy. You should put that on your stream. You know, and he's just turned eight, you know, so, and he's yeah, taking yeah. all this in and it's, it's nice to introduce him into um jazzy jeff djing you djing yeah. uh scratch bastard djing you know and then weird cosmic things happen like my son lost his first uh front tooth yesterday which is a big milestone moment my son lost his uh, first tooth yesterday too no way that's crazy yeah. um well my son has lost two other teeth but this was his first front tooth like uh, yeah. the top front how old's your son he just turned six. Oh, crazy so yeah. so uh I'm listening to Scratch Bastard doing his 
cool records that are next to my turntable set or whatever it was called. (laughs) And uh, he goes, this is the last song I'm putting on, guys. Puts the needle down. It's a cover of Hey Jude, and my son's name is Jude, and it has yeah. that dope, the dope bass line that I think like Two Mex or the Visionary sampled a long time ago. I forget who did the cover, but it's just legendary jazz, funk, soul cover of Hey Jude. Song plays, playing for a little bit. My kid's like been waiting like every day, like when's my tooth going to come out? And I go, hey, all my friends playing uh, Hey Jude on his stream, and then he's like, my tooth came out and i'm like <laughs> i'll never forget this like scratch bastard is playing the vinyl of a hey jude cover in toronto while my son in la his front tooth comes out i don't know what that means but it's all connected somehow like That's crazy. So, i love it so crazy. i love it i know i was gonna text scratch bastard and be like yo i just i don't know what this means but i just gotta tell you this man <laughs> Um, so wait, you have, and so, so, you know, we're both daddy DJs, um, which I also love. I love being a dad. I love being a DJ. I love being able to combine both worlds. It is very hard, um, over (laughs) to be able to balance. And I'd love to get some time management tips from you. Um, but how many kids do you You have? How old are you? Yes, I I do. You're you're insane. The amount of stuff you do. (laughs) I have three, uh, three little ones in here, seven, six, and one. Wow. Oh my God. It's a busy house. My wife is incredible because she, like, even now, she knows I'm doing this. So she knows, well, she, when I say she knows, she's, she's taking care of the kids. So yeah, she's, she's awesome. I mean, there's, yeah, it would be virtually impossible to do this, you know, without the support of, of your partner, really and truly. Shout out to wives, husbands, significant others, partners, whatever you call them. Holy shit. My wife. Yeah. Yeah. Holds it down. Like I couldn't do this, uh, as much as I'm doing without her a hundred percent, I would have to really adjust. So, um, that, you know, is the prime example of behind every good person is a amazing other partner, you oh, know, absolutely. because like I see, yeah, when I go on people's streams and I'm like, these guys are streaming every day for hours and I'm like, Oh yeah, they have no kids. <laughs> yeah. No <laughs> oh, kids. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Oh my God. Or their kids yeah. are like much older and off by themselves. And I was like, okay, now that makes sense. Cause there's right. no way it can happen. I mean, my kids now are trained to sleep through my music, which is great. Thankfully. Me too. Yeah. Cause otherwise I, there's, it, it would be impossible. Like my daytime, especially now, cause my kids are online schooling, you know, from, from the time we wake up in the morning until they're done, you keep, there's nothing you can do. You can't, take open your computer do edits there's nothing you can do my my baby just took her first three steps yesterday so once she gets on her feet for good it's a wrap oh, <laughs> like yeah. it's a wrap you know what i mean so it's like yeah I, I i adore it though i love i love the fact that my kids love music you know what i mean i love the fact that my everybody supports what i do like they love that daddy's a dj they love you know saying dj starting from scratch they love going on the streams like i i i i, I love the whole i love the whole concept of it because I'm, I'm just like you and and i could see that from your posts and so far that you're super dead and you appreciate all that and i just i love i truly truly adore that concept of it all and and i'm all for it i'm 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 the ultimate daddy dj yeah, I know you are. I, I see you. I see you doing that on there, and yeah, I think that's important. Um, all right, well then, I won't ask you for time management tips, but I, um... no, I, <laughs> I, I talk to my wife because she pre- she's trying to preach those two words to me all the time. So 
she's she's uh she's the one that keeps the house in order otherwise everything <laughs> would just be like don't worry it'll be okay that's my mantra. you know it's okay it's okay <laughs> that is definitely my mantra and motto too. Yeah. <laughs> and it I doesn't always never, work out <laughs> never i'm never like does. it'll be fine and i'm like why is this happening <laughs> so yes uh we all go through it um well so uh you are you know one of the most well-rounded, versatile DJs on the planet Earth. I think um, I've seen you do so many different types of sets before Twitch, but now on Twitch, you really get to shine in respect to doing this cottage party of 60s, 70s, 80s type rock, which is like yacht rock, soft rock, uh, cool rock. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. You do your, I mean, you've got deep deep crates of everything and you know how to play it and you know the music very well you know the drum patterns um you also make tons of edits remixes and you've been doing it forever i mean i've gotten edits from you that are 10 15 years old i feel like that are these dope edits that i still play you know message to you rudy with these ill drums under it and like like stuff like that um how did you get like that? You know what I mean? Like who were some of your, <laughs> how did you become this? No, like, but who were some of your influences coming up as a DJ and how did you get so well-versed in so many types of music and the ability to be able to play it all? Well, I mean, the music thing has been, it's from birth really and truly. Um, like my, my family has always been super musical. My dad uh, was a singer you know what I mean? So he was always into music and he was into like the kind of the, the British influence. He was into the Beatles and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay. And my mom was into soul, like Motown, the Al Greens, the Joe Cocker. Like she loved that stuff. So I always had, there was always music in the house and, and that was always there. And I actually just told this story last night of my earliest, when I played Super Tramp last night, that was my earliest recollection of, of becoming really into music was that, uh, we would go to my aunt's house in Montreal and I'm probably, I don't know, eight, seven, eight years old. And she used to have her turntable and she had a few records and she had the breakfast in America album. And I remember vividly, like they would go in the kitchen and, you know, usually as kids, when your mom's like, we're going to go here. And you're like, Oh, I don't want to go. She would always, we're going to, we're going to go to auntie Eileen's. I was like, yes, <laughs> because I knew I the music. And I would just, she had headphones, I would plug in the headphones and I would just sit in front of the turntable, put it on and I would just sit with my headphones like this and I would sit like this and I would just listen to the Super Tramp album over and over and over again. So um, I've just always been a sponge of music from day one and I just love music. I, there, there's no genre that I could ever say that I don't like. There's genres that I'm not familiar with, like in depth, like you said, drum and bass uh, that's a genre that I love and appreciate, but I don't know it enough. You know what I mean? Right. I, it's never, I never bought the records of, of drum and bass cause I never really had a place to play it. Um, yeah. country music per se, like there's a lot of it. I love, I just don't know enough of it. So I, when I find myself in those positions, I, because I'm a music fan and I love music, I'll just go into it. You know what I mean? Like I'll go into it and look for it, research some stuff. So, I mean, like I say, doing shows like yesterday or, or reggae or all these things, like it's all been along the way. Like I, it, you know, Montreal is a very musical city, but it's, it's kind of, you know, one or two dimensional. It's not really, you know, multicultural. 
Um, so I was, you know, I would take in the, like, I would listen on the Saturday nights at a mix show and I would hear all the dance remixes of songs I knew and that interested me. And then I would hear other stuff. So I already had the base of, you know, the Beatles and, and, and the stones and all that stuff from my dad. And I had the Motown stuff that I, so I would already know these, this music. And then just along the way, you know, just like anybody you, you get, once you get into high school, that's like the ultimate eye opener. So when I get into high school now and I moved to Toronto, I never heard hip hop before. I never heard reggae before, not knowingly. You know what I mean? Like I couldn't yeah. tell you the first time I heard hip hop. I may have heard a Sugar Hill Gang when I was living in Montreal, but it didn't resonate with me and I didn't separate the music like that. Um, and then I get to high school and high school, I, you know, I'm discovering Depeche Mode and New Order and Skinny Puppy and all these different things. And I'm like, wow, this is really dope. And then I go to these, this pile of friends because I was that guy in high school. Like my high school was super mixed up. Like everybody from skinheads to, you know, the Jamaican crew to the, the Asian crew to the preppies. Like we had everything. We were that, we were that high school, just like you see in the movies. And I was that guy that I had friends in everything. Like I didn't really care. I didn't the same way. I look at music is the same way. I look at people. Like there was no separation to me had nothing to do yeah. with color. It just had to do what they were into at that time. So I had friends that were, I dressed like a preppy, you know, I was what I had the Varney and the tree torrents and all that stuff. I, I love that style. Um, but I learned hip hop and I learned reggae from my friends in high school. And then I would learn the Depeche and all these other things. And, and, you know, high school dances at that time too, they were playing everything. You know, they would play the bust a move and then they would play Rob Bass, but at the same time they would play, you know, alternative and, and everything. So I just I've always loved that concept of of open music. I've never really understood how someone could just listen to one type of music all the time or just play one type of music all the time. I've never understood that because right. I I for me, like if it's for you, it's for you. But for me, there's so much amazing music. You know what I mean? I have this conversation almost daily with people and yeah. I've always just, that's always been just the way I approach music. And I just, because I didn't know, like I never knew the genres per se of what was what, like I knew people would call Depeche Mode alternative or new wave and people would call, you know, reggae, reggae and stuff. But the way I ingest music, I don't separate it like that. It just kind of all goes into the fishbowl, which I call my head and it just sits in there. So when I started playing music, because I didn't think like that, I would take Phil Collins and mix it with, you know, it takes two. And I would do all these things. And that's what really started. And I noticed that when I would do that, people would be like, oh, that sounds different. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, cool. Like even I used to enter DJ competitions in high school. And there were guys like this is again the 80s. So it was the corny times, you know, the the basketball and the bicycle and lighting your records on fire. And people were doing all this stuff. And I literally went up there and I remember and I would win these competitions. And I remember, and I and the crazy part is I still like I'm still in touch with a lot of high school friends, especially now with Facebook and stuff. And they'll bring these moments up to me. This is like you're talking 30 years ago. And they will bring these moments up to me where I would take records like Little Louis French Kiss and I would just let it run and I would take these Christmas songs one after another and I would just start mixing them in. Bang, 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 12 days of Christmas and I would just do this a little scratching and then I would speed them up, put them on 45. But it was all like mixing based because I've right. always, because of the way I was introduced to music, being so taken by listening to DJs mix music that that's always been my thing. Even though I started from scratch is my name, um, I never even chose the name because of scratching per se. I only learned how to scratch, like just because it was something cool to do. It's never been my thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And even now it's not my thing. It's a compliment to what I do. Like I, I, I pride myself on being a mixer and, um, 
it just uh, I've always just approached music that way, and I I just think it's it kind of made it's become my thing where it's opened so many doors just in the fact of not only uh, people taking notice but the now i can do so many different types of events and i can go on and like you say on twitch i can do this one day and then on tuesday i can do 50s and and this i could do 80s and i could do brand new music and i could do all this just because it's not to say i'm i'm this and all that but i just to me i i just i don't understand why i can have all this music and can't play all this music so i just try to throw it in you know if it hits, it hits. If it doesn't, you got to figure out how to get out of that shit quick. So I just, yeah, you know, yeah because I'm, I, I'm, I'm a mixer by nature. I, that, that's just the way I take music in. And it just, even to this day, like it's, it's a sick habit. Like if anywhere I go, if I hear a song that's playing, if I go in Walmart and there's a song playing instantly, it mixes in my head instantly something comes like it, it, it's just weird how i take like the even the thing i did on melody's channel that mellow was tripping over when i did the silly love songs part and the paul mccartney i took the acapella i made an acapella for it and i took it and then i went into like slow jams people i had enough of silly love song when it's like it literally came to me that day i was washing dishes and i was listening to paul mccartney and i was like hmm okay and i've heard the song a billion times and i just it, i just was singing the song and i was like you think that people, I wonder if I can, okay, I can halftime it and put that in the mix slow jams. And then I thought, oh yeah, there's the Jamie Foxx DJ play a love song. So I took the acapella of that and I made this little thing and I was like, it's cool. It's music. You know what I mean? And I try to have this conversation yeah. with a lot of DJs, like when they're young DJs and they'll come up to me, like, what's your biggest advice? Always practice is first. <laughs> I'm the Iverson guy, anti-Iverson guy and um, practice is always first. But I'm like, if you have music, use it, like use your music. You know what I mean? People... I, I think over the years we we've you know underestimated our audience and we just not to say dumb it down in a sense but we give them what they what we think they want all the time you know what yeah. I mean and um not to say you shouldn't because there it's a time and place thing you know what I mean you can't go into mega clubs and and play air supply you know what I mean but um <laughs> there's a time and place I think you know, one of the greatest compliments I get and and I appreciate getting is when somebody says either, you know, I never used to like this song until, you know what I mean? Until you did this with it or yeah, I never, I never thought that this could go with this, but you make, or you make this sound sound so cool. You know what I mean? And even when I yeah. do my radio shows, like now, not now as much because I'm on Virgin. Uh, but when I was on flow for years, I would, it was the same approach. I was just like, let me just take the craziest stuff and again, not doing it to be extra and to be crazy. It's just right. like, these are great songs. I'm like, as a listener, you know, Phil Collins, you know, this song and you know, this song. So let me just put them together for you and make it into a new song for you. You know what I mean? So it's like, yep. it's just something it's, it started from when I was a kid and it's just the same way I am now. It's and, and on two parts. It's the same way Mark listens to music and it's the same way started from scratch plays music. You know what I mean? So it's just like, it's just, that's the way I filter my music. It's, it's I don't know. To me, I, I just, I think I would be doing myself injustice if I wasn't just playing kind of everything. I've, it's just the way I've always known it. And it's become, now it's become my thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I totally relate to that. Same. Like, I'm just like, if I like something, I'm going to figure out a way to mix it together. And sometimes people are like, why are you mixing this with this? Or that's so weird. But I'm like, I, to me, it's just all dope. I love dub, reggae, 80s, nine, anything. You know what I mean? If it's good music, I can hear it, you know? And so I want to figure out a way to mix it with 
with the other stuff. Um, and that's the thing, like, and, and sorry to cut you there, but no, and no, that's the thing, like, as a DJ, it's like, if you can pull it off, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm a firm believer in, I think you can make anything sound good. You can sure. take a burnout song like old town road and give it some flavor and, and trip it out. And people will be like, Jesus Murphy. You know what I mean? Like yes. you can do that with any song. I, and, and you just, there's so many, I mean, we can get into DJ nerdy talk, but that's a whole 17 hour conversation right there. But I mean, there's so many factors to it. Like you, as a DJ, you have to know how to bring it in. You have to, you have to know how to take it out and pause yeah. on both things, but you got to know how to do You got to know how to do that stuff. Like, I mean, there's so many more factors to, to what's happening in, in a one simple mix for those that give a shit. But yeah. in general, it's like you, you can literally make any song sound better. You know what I mean? And, and that's the beauty. That's what a DJ is. A, a, G, a DJ is someone that could take two songs and make a new song out of two songs, essentially. Yeah. You know what I mean? When you think about it. So it's just, it, it, it's, I, I love doing it. Like I get excited to do that stuff. And it happens to me all the time. I'll just be like, I'm not a planner by nature. Um, aside from that Paul McCartney story, it was just something I thought in my mind. I even told Tim right before we went on, I was like, I have this idea that I want to try something. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I want to see if you can figure it out. And he's like, just do it. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Um, and it worked out. I'm happy it worked out. Probably if I listen back, it won't work out like I wanted it to, but it, I'm happy with it. But, um, yeah, in general, it's just like, oh, fuck, I forgot where I was going to go with that. But, um, you can, uh, go but from there. It's, it's all good. You were just saying something about uh, not being a planner, but, but I don't know. We were talking about mixing all the music together. But, I mean, I know I, something that I do notice um, is that on your channel, on your Twitch, I keep going back to your Twitch channel because this is the life we live right now. <laughs> um, right. But uh, that you as versatile as you are and as able to mix every type of music together, you do pick themes to do on your Twitch and you do um, somewhat plan or uh, decide that you're going to do the cottage music, the 80s, the 90s, the boom bap hip hop, the whatever. Um, do you think that's important uh, for everyone to try to do on Twitch? And um, how do you even decide what to focus on because there's so much music out there that you know about. I mean, I'll do the focus thing because it's the easier answer for now. Um, these are existing parties that we do already. So oh, we okay. do we do one of these nights. I already do cottage cheese mixes. I do uh, we do the Breakfast Club, which is 80s. Like next week is my house music party called Sweet Tears. So I'm doing that. Uh, I do a reggae party here. Like I do all these things already. So this is nothing out of the ordinary. This is just my way of kind of introducing this to everybody else. And it's also so you, my way of playing that music. So you and Timber have been throwing these parties as promoters in a way uh, in yeah, Toronto. I've for been a long doing time. my own event. Yeah, I decided that a long time ago. I I never wanted to be a festival guy. I never wanted to be a. a I'm a club guy by nature, but I never wanted to be yeah. that club guy. Because yeah. I felt it, I felt it long time ago. Like, and I was just not that I wasn't happy, but I was getting bored. I get bored very easily, and okay. you know, having to go in and play the same fucking five songs all the time, and you know, you have to play these songs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just because you're a headliner, so you have to play these songs. Um, it was just getting to me, and I just didn't. I wasn't really relating to the 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 whole concept of it anymore i was like instead of me i mean obviously you're reliant on the money when you're an up-and-comer um we all are but i decided long ago like 
years and probably 20 years ago, even a little more than that, I started and I was just like, you know what? I want to play this. I want to play reggae, but I don't want to play the reggae. I don't want to have to play Murder, She Wrote all the time. You know what I right. mean? So I, I want to plan this and I know there's enough people here. I mean, being in Toronto is a blessing too, because I'm able to do it because Toronto is so diverse. Um, you know, I yeah. really want to do this. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of playing these, you know, 10 house songs in the set because they only know these 10 house songs and you know, screw it. I'm a house guy too. I've been into house since I started. So I was like, I want to play house and I want to play the house I want to play. And you know how it is like when you're DJing because of the way I started, I started in, you know, hip hop and reggae. So I was getting known as that guy. And I was like, I do not want to be known as the hip hop guy. I'm not the hip hop guy. Don't call me. And I would see that repeatedly, whether it was like an article or on flyers, or, you know, hip hop. And I was like, no, right. You know, I don't, I'm not falling into that pigeonhole. So I would go out and then I, you know, I have all my upbringing of music. So I was like, you know what? I really want to play this. Like I did last night. I, I love, you know, I want to play Kenny Loggins. I want to play Michael McDonald. I want to play this stuff. I love this stuff. And I know there's tons of people that love it too. So yeah. I started doing the one of these nights party and it's crazy. And then I have my, I had an old school party and da, 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 da. And so these are all the parties that we've been doing um, really just to, for me to get my musical rocks off. That was really the premise of it. And it was the same approach. I was just like, you know, every party that we've done has started with a core of like 20 people in a small room of people that I can handpick and call and be like, I know you really want to hear this and you're going to love this. Trust me. You know, how much is it? No charge, just come and party. And we've grown right. some of the parties like amnesia was a party we did for 20 years and we were doing 3000 people. You know what I mean? And wow. my reggae party, we were doing 3,000 people for a re strictly reggae party. You know what I mean? Crazy. Me. You know what I mean? With me. Yeah. And my, you know what I mean? So it's like crazy. It's it, it just music. And, and I've always approached it that way. And, and yeah, I, it's, it's the same way with Twitch. I don't think it's, ne it's definitely not necessary. And it can backfire on you. Like even mm -hmm. last night, you know, Timber's more of the, the worrier and the thinker. And I'm just like, I'm going to do it. And he's like, I don't know. You know, Saturdays are really strong. Do you think that many people are going to want? I was like, I just want to do it. Let's just do it. He's like, okay, let's do it. And then, you know, it turned out, it turned out, it, I had the most fun last night. You know what I mean? And especially on Twitch, it's like, you never know. You know what I mean? There's so many yeah. people that just, all they do is look at numbers or look who's what's recommended and they click it. They don't know what they're walking into. You know what I mean? Yeah. And either they'll stay or they won't. But if they stay, then you got them and you got them for next week. So now what's next week? Okay. Oh shit. And, and for me, it's like, it's, I think it's really cool. Like you said before, is like, you could pop on my channel. One show, it's something different. Next show is something totally different. And it's sonically, if it's good to you, then you're like, okay, God, this guy can play everything. Okay, cool. Now what's going to happen next? You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I wouldn't say themes are for, for somebody like if they're just starting out or been into it and looking for something else to do, it's not necessary. Cause the reason I say it could backfire is because if you're doing like eighties all night, and you know your core crowd isn't into 80s then what do you do do you just sit and wait for everybody i personally yeah. would i don't really care because i'm like if i want to play you know polka music for two hours and you don't want to hear it eh, maybe somebody out there will you know what i mean right but i don't really i don't I, 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 I'm, I'm not really feeling that pressure and i'm not doing it i mean like i said it could like it could back it could definitely backfire on some people um but then again i mean I th again, if you I think if, you, if you're doing it properly, you know what I mean. To me, as a DJ and as a music fan, there's nothing worse than hearing somebody play music that you know 
They're playing just to play it. You can right. always tell. You can yeah. always tell when somebody's playing music that they're not either hip to or really into or don't know that well. You know what I mean? Like I won't, I'm not going to go in front of you and do a full drum and bass set because I don't know it well enough yet. Until yeah. I know I know it, I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? Because right. I'm not going to disrespect the music like that. I, it'd be easy for me to hit you up and be like, yo, Spider, give me 10 of the hottest DM, you know, DMB tracks from, from whatever. And you'd be like, here, take these 10. Sure, I can play it and get away with it. But in the end, I'm going to be like, what was the point of it? You know what I mean? Like, let me at least learn this music first and do it properly. So I think yeah. that also, I mean, I think if, you, if you're doing it properly, I think you can sell anything. I yeah. honestly do. As a DJ, I think you can sell anything. And I mean, I've seen clips of you, like you posted one with the paper planes uh, not too long ago and stuff. Like you can, you can do cool stuff like that and get away with it and do it yeah. in a way that if, if someone was in front of you that didn't necessarily like paper planes or thought that paper planes was whack because they've heard it a billion times, but now you're doing it with, I think, I forget what you did it with. Uh, uh, I take Rage Against the Machine, Bulls yeah. on Parade. And I, I heard it one day where they're like, wow, 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 wow. Yeah. And then I was listening to Paper Planes. It was like, bam, bam, if you know, from the Clash sample. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit, what if I just scratch on top of it? And I'm like, oh, they sound the same. And then, yeah, just took but it from things there. like that is like per perfect example. Whereas if you probably just walked into a club and played Paper Planes, you're not getting the same reaction because it came out. 15 years ago or whatever you know what i mean but yeah yeah you're not that same reaction but because you can pull it off and do some cool stuff like that you just gave it new life so people will be like oh crap okay cool you know what right. i mean i know yeah. that doesn't go with the theme talk we we're talking about but just in general as a as a music person i think like that kind of stuff as a, my point was that as a dj i think you can sell anything as long as you put everything into it yeah well, if you do the polka night, you know, you can always hit up that accordion guy that everybody watches yes. to, uh, <laughs> yeah. Vadim. what's his name? Vadim. Vadim. Yo, he's, um, unbelievable. Like what, what's the name of his page though? It's like eighth radio or something, right? Yeah. Like, I don't uh, even know, but he's always I had, on. I unfollowed it cause it was like taking up too much space in my thing, <laughs> but I was like, yo, I'm like, is this a human? Like, what is this guy doing? You know, he's actually drinks a drink just that looks exactly like the drink you're drinking. No. <laughs> he, he has this but blue bottle, but there's no. no label on it. And I'm like, is he, is that real? Is that his like, Magic you potion. know, food? Yeah. <laughs> I want to ask you that. You said unfollow. So this happened to me the other night where I clicked follow and then it was, it was somebody something. I, I, Cause I, I try to follow as many DJs as I can. But honestly, I wasn't into it. I wasn't into it at all. And I knew I wasn't going to watch it again. But I was hesitant because it was still live. And I was like, if I click unfollow, because you know when you hear click follow, like big things come on the screen. I was like, if I click it's unfollow, like, is this going to pop Thank you for unfollowing. Yeah. No, I know. <laughs> I mean, it just unfollowed me. <laughs> I wish I could favorite, like, because I follow a lot of people, yeah, just to be cool or just to kind of keep in touch with them or whatever, just like Instagram or Twitter. But then my thing's all filled up, especially on a Saturday night. I got to scroll yeah. through like 48 people just to find the people I want to watch. I wish I could have a favorite section of like, these are my favorite streamers. Yeah. If they're on, they're going to pop up in the top section. Then I got all the other people I can peep out. And then I would, I like the recommended section. I usually find some people in there where I'm like, oh, that's the homie. I didn't know they were on or who's this person. Yeah, exactly. They're amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't think they can tell if you followed or not. I also don't totally understand the point of adding a friend and following or like what the hell, why you need both. Yeah, I, don't, I don't do any of that stuff. I just appreciate the followers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, there's some dude that plays an electric 
uh, accordion for people that don't know and he'll play everything i see him play seven nation army into like some traditional ukrainian song like i don't even know what the hell this guy's doing and i don't even know if he's live i think he's playing a tape of himself because I've, I've seen him go for over 24 hours straight before but it's uh it's pretty mind-blowing and and question about that one of these nights party so how does something like that in real life translate? Uh, what's the crowd like at that party when you do it uh, pre-COVID? When I tell you it's crazy. And the beautiful thing is it's it's a lot of the same people that are at my hip-hop party and the, my reggae party and this party. Like It's just music lovers. Like, those and they're singing nights, along and do they dress I'll up? Send you a, I'll say, yeah, some of them do. Uh, we do, <laughs> but we, I, we have fun, man. We have like, you know, we blow up those guitars and stuff and we throw them out and it, it's just like, People, I, I mean, I've built that trust with people here too. So I think it's a, it might be different for a lot of other people. But for yeah. me, it's like if I tell certain people that this is for them, they they get it and they trust me. And you know yeah. how hard it is to gain trust as a DJ. So I think once people trust you over time, uh, you can do a lot with it. You know what I mean? And I, and yeah. it's now even on Twitch is like, you know, I know for a fact that they'll ride with me. I could play the craziest stuff. And they'll ride with me. They'll, I'll play tons of stuff that they don't know, and they'll still be there. You know what I mean? And and that is is that is worth way more than than money for me right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that kind of trust from a listener, it, it goes a long way. Like the fact that you could tell anybody, hey, I'm gonna go on. You know what? It's Tuesday. I'm gonna go on tomorrow at six, and they'll be there. You know, yeah. and they'll be happy to be there. Like that yeah. is, is is more valuable than anything else. I think right now. You yeah, need that. Yeah, as any there's DJs I trust. That. Like I know if Scratch Bastard is going to go on and do something, I have to at least check it out for a little bit because I trust yep. what his whatever he's going to do. And then other DJs like that maybe don't have as big of a following, like that guy Arcade. I don't know if you've checked his channel. He's mm -hmm. dope. I had him on the podcast, but um, the other night he was DJing and there wasn't that many people on, but a good amount. And something happened and his sound cut out and he started freaking out and he's like. Uh, I don't know. I think we're going to raid someone. I don't know what to do. And I was trying to tech support, help him. I'm like, yo, did you hit the hamster switch? Like, these are the things that happened to me before. So we end up fixing it. And then he's like, thank you guys for not leaving. And then he was like, I'm kind of apologizing in the chat later, even in someone else's chat, like, oh man, problem. So glad. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, honestly, dude, you've proved yourself as being dope. And we trust that we like you. So no one's going anywhere. Even if you fell up, your whole shit exploded. Like, we got your back. We like you. You've proven yourself. We trust you. And I think that's an important thing. That's something in the comedian world, too. Like, there's certain comedians that can just, and I know you know this as the tour yeah. DJ for Russell Peters and a lot of comedians, but that you start to just trust a comedian and you don't even care what they're stand-up's going to be about. You just know that this person's voice and face makes you laugh. So whatever the hell they have planned, you're like, I'm in. I want to watch you. It's the same kind of thing. Like You're like, uh, you. even if they did something bad, I don't care. I'm coming back because yeah. I trust them. You know, so and that same takes, thing. And that takes time. And that's why it's so valuable because it, it does. It takes time. Like You're not yeah. going to go see a DJ twice and be like, I'm locked in for life. You know, you right. got to trust. You got to build that trust. And I think that you know, it, it, it speaks volumes and it's super valuable. Like I, and I mean, you, you, you'll go in chat rooms, you can go on Twitch and watch somebody, um, you know, that has hundreds and hundreds of people watching, but you go in yeah. and you can just feel the chat is different. It's not community. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, 
It's just hype. And that's fine. Right. That's great. But it's Vegas. It's Vegas. Like, ah, bottles. But if that person goes out to here, is that is anybody in that chat really going to go follow them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Some will, but probably not majority. You know what I mean? And you see that, like, that's why I say Twitch is always like that big mind fuck because you see it, like people will get on the front page. Like Clinton Sparks, he just started his Monday shows. Front right. page, he had first day I locked, he had like 13,000 people. And I was like, what the hell is this? Right. Where he and he's talking kind of like this, right? He's he's inter- yeah. And I know yeah, Clinton, I, he's, a, he's a great dude. And yeah. so I went on and I, and he, he was on front page. The next show, he was on front page, but I was watching his followers and his followers weren't growing. And I was like, this is bizarre. He has like 13,000 people, but he has under a thousand people following him. I was like, this is bizarre. And then yeah. he had his third show where he didn't get front page and he had like 30 people watching him. And I right. was like, this is crazy. And then the next yeah. show, he got front page again, right back up. But it's not translating to longevity you know what i mean it's translating to people wanting to see who he's interviewing and it's, it's nothing against clinton because he, he has nothing to prove um, right of course but it just it's just weird that it doesn't translate so to have that base for any dj out there and when i say that it could be five people it could be 10 people it could be 20 it could be 500 but to have that valuable base of people that will ride with you and be there when you're there like you said i've had trust me We've been streaming for nine months or whatever. I've had issues on my shows. You know what I mean? Where we've either had to log off and come back on. And, you know, that's a death, that's a death sentence in streaming. But yeah. they, come, they come right back. You know, not everybody. Yeah. But that base is waiting for you, like they say. And that is the most incredible thing. You know what I mean? Like that, it, it's right. a blanket. That's your yeah. comfort And blanket. it's like a cosign from the other DJs. Like I had... I, I went on one night almost just to test things in the beginning of my stuff. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to go on at like two in the morning. No one's going to be on. Whoever comes on, fine. But I'm not going to promote it. I'm just going to try out all these different things I made, scenes, graphics, d- DJing. And then, of course, within like 13 minutes, like Four Color Zach raids me. And it's like <laughs> all these people and they've been having the craziest night ever with Zach. And I'm like, oh, shit. And so I'm like, OK, here we go. I'm doing my thing. And my stream deck thing wasn't connecting. And I'm like, all right, fuck, I got to fix this. So I'm like clicking around. I click some button and I turned everything off. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I was like, oh, no, I turned off everybody from the raid and I'm gone. So I'm like turning it back on. And I'm like, oh. and I come back on. And all of a sudden, like hundreds of people are back in my thing. And I was like, oh, shit. Thank you, guys. And like in a way, it was like the cosign from Zach even just yeah. raiding into my channel and they trust him so much meant so much that it's like, okay, he came here for a reason. This guy's going to do something, you know? And so I was like, okay, I'm back. We got this. Now I'm doing my thing, you know, and, um, you know, s- similar kind of thing where it's like there's accidents happen, but you got to keep doing it. And then also oh, I've never, that, 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 that never ends. That never, it's oh never, my God. A yeah. And, and yeah but and the whole raid thing and being able to co-sign your friends and bring people to yeah. the next club and show them like if you trust my taste uh as watching me for this long you're gonna love this person you know and, yeah. and um that's why i try to keep the raids not necessarily as political as like well this person you know like i don't know just put them to someone dope you know what i mean that they're gonna keep yeah, trusting I, I mean I've, I've definitely and that's the reason like all all this stuff you're saying is the reason i did that panel the other the other day uh was to address all that. and it was really to bridge the gap between viewer and performer you know what i mean yeah. because they don't know the things we go not that they're supposed to but i really yeah. wanted people to understand that 
you know, what we go through to just to do this, whether it's one hour, eight hours is a lot, you know, not yeah. it's taxing on your mind, body and soul it's taxing on a the lot. household. Like there's yes. so much, to it, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it, it was, it was really important for me to try to bridge that gap because we are becoming friends with these people. That's just the reality. You know what yeah. I mean? We are, that's, that's what it is. And just to go back to your rating thing, like, um, that was one thing from the chat that opened my eyes was when bastard was talking about that, um, about rating people and he, he brought it up and it's something I've been doing and now I'm more conscious of it is rating, um, you know, instead of rating that person that has 500 people already because it's hype, go rate yeah. that person who has 15 people, you know yeah. what I mean? Make their night for one night. And, it, and it's happened. I've done it. You know, even I did, did my friend, I just got on Twitch last week. I rated him last night and I was there. I, gave, I, yeah, I was oh, yeah, part of the raid. <laughs> And you saw his reaction. He was like, what is happening? What is uh, this? You know, I got such a kick out of his reaction. I could feel it was like when you watch like a sad movie and you're going to cry. Yeah. Like <laughs> I could literally feel how the dude felt like he was like, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> what's happening? Whoa. Oh, oh, wait. Did we get a rate? Why is everything? go? Oh, yeah. who's rating us? What? <laughs> Starting from scratch. What are you doing, man? Okay, okay, I'm gonna get my. Uh, it was like the best thing to watch, like mm -hmm. the whole process of him realizing it, and then going, "I gotta go." Okay, I'm playing this. I'm doing this. It was like, and I think that was so cool of you to do that. I followed him immediately, and now he has those followers. And yeah, yeah I think that, I mean, that's a great. So many. Like it's hard. Like it. I mean, my phone right now. If I look at it, it'll just be notification after notification. This one guy went live. That person. Me went too. Live. I had this to turn off a lot of them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's such a, it's such a, a concentrated world and you know, there's only so many people watching. That's the reality. That's why nobody's numbers are like out of this world. You know right. what I mean? It, 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 there's so many people and there's so many options. And if you can make somebody's day, whether they shit the bed or not, that's their problem at that point. You know what I mean? You, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can send them to them. You know what I mean? I did it to revolution one night and he just got, I didn't even know, like, even with you, I didn't even know you were on streaming like that until i saw it it popped up and i was like oh shit and i'm not even following spider yet let me click it and then click it bang i'm in your room you know what i mean and it's yeah. so easy for people to do that but like rev was on i've known rev forever and um he was on one night and it just boggled my mind i was like why doesn't this guy have x amount of people watching him this is revolution I know. you know what yeah. i mean and again it's just like yeah he may not be the most personable person he always looks like he wants to kill you but that's just him. You know what I mean? But he's a dope. He's, he's an incredibly dope DJ. So I did it to him one night on a Saturday night too. And it, I rated him with like 300 people. And he had just started in like 10 minutes in and there was only a couple of people in there. And he looked at his screen and he double looked and he was like, Oh shit. He's like, I was just going to play mellow music tonight. He's like, I just started playing mellow breaks. He's like, hold on. He stopped the music. He's like, all right, I got to do my thing now. And then he just started going in and I was like, good. I want people to see you play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So many, I, I think it's been incredible for that too. It's like, there's so many people, like even when I assembled the lineup for my birthday party, you know, these are people that I'm super fans of, but I'm not like super close to them, like a track and all these people, like we know each other, but I just hit them up. I was like, yo, I'm doing my birthday parties. Like I'm there. You know what I mean? And so yeah. put all these things together. I, and I, the reason I did that is because I know my crowd and I know they don't get to see these people that often. So let me give them this. And, and even like, like I say, with you doing this kind of stuff and other DJs assembling Mellow D and Jazzy Jeff doing these lineups and, and so forth and other people doing these crazy collaborations on any platform, I think is amazing. Um, just because you, no matter who you think you are, 
somebody hasn't heard you play yet. Yes, you know, totally. Tuck, tuck your ego in your pocket for a second because somebody hasn't heard you play yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, let that go to the side. Not everybody knows who you are. Even Jazzy right. Jeff, you know what I mean? Who's probably one of the most famous DJs of all time. He can go into places and, you know, people, even my wife, you know what I mean? She knows who he is from the TV show. She knows he's a, a DJ because I talk about him, but she's never been in a party with him. She's never seen right. him play like, you know what I mean? So, um, I just think those things are are a, an absolutely amazing thing, you know. And if yeah. you were asking for advice, same advice I gave my boy is try your hardest to get on other people's channels too. Do collaborations with people. Get out into the markets. Like use it for what it's there for. It's now. It now is the easiest time to expand your brand. You know what I mean? We've yeah. never had these opportunities before where you can literally never. call me today and be like, "Yo, I'm doing my thing tomorrow night. You want to hop on my stream? Sure, let's do it." You know what I mean? Bang, yeah. bang, bang. You call this guy, this guy, this guy. All of a sudden, it's a mega festival party that you put together in 24 hours and everybody in the world can see it. You know what I mean? Just yeah. Think about it for a second and they can see it for free. You know what I mean? I mean, th that's what I talked about with Jazzy Jeff last week. Like he put together January 1st, a festival. You know what I mean? It was him doing amazing stuff. His boy, Eric Robeson, doing the most amazing oh, singing, man, comedy, green screen. I don't even know how to describe it. Then Stro Elliott doing the most amazing, you know, controller drumming. Then you coming on with the most amazing scenes and changes from all different times of Jazzy Jeff's life and then your <laughs> set and like the way you were doing it. And then Sonny James coming on and doing his take on the graphics and the DJing and his amazing skills what he brought to the table that's a festival you know what i mean that's yeah. unbelievable um and 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 then i mean that's what i was saying just in the past week you alone i've seen you do that dope thing on jazzy jeff's melodies like your own things like so yeah now's the time i think uh if this is something you want to do take advantage of it or do your version of it you know what i mean do this podcasting yeah. do whatever you want to do but but put it out there um, and you never know unless also, you try. Like honestly, yeah. I never. Th it, honestly, when I first started planning my birthday party, I, I hit up Bastard first, um, and he's like, "Yeah, of course, whatever you're doing." And then you know, after that, it was crossing fingers. It was like, "Let yeah. me just put this out there. Let me see." And then Jeff, Jeff was like, "Yeah, of course." And then A Track was like, "Yeah, of course." And I was like, "Holy sh! What is really happening here?" And I was just like, "Yo, okay, it's still running. Let's go." You know what I mean? Great. Cra crazy lineup and the other cool thing is that like you're learning skills for the future either digital production skills all of these technical skills or how to talk on the mic skills like you're saying i hated talking on the mic before or Absolutely. talking into a computer into a screen doing this podcast in the beginning of the, the year in march was really hard like trying to like be comfortable with a guest over zoom and talking like it's been a lot of learning in front of everyone week after week and feeling like oh yeah. god did i make an ass of myself oh well let's keep fucking pushing forward because you know whatever like that's, that's what, the key right there you know keep pushing forward and also take that um what if and the um anxiety that i get from the nervousness of like oh what if this looks bad what if i suck as a dj what if i can't talk on the mic what if i don't know the right questions use that and turn it into excitement of 
I'm so lucky that I get to do this. I'm healthy right now. I'm lucky for my health. I'm lucky that I'm here on earth still right now. I'm lucky that I get to talk to you and get this knowledge right now. And then I get to do this event Tuesday that I'm doing that I'm stressed out about. All these things are happening. But the fact that I'm even allowed to do this is the coolest thing in the world. So I try to keep telling myself that to eliminate the anxiety and the what ifs of like, oh, I'm stressed out by this thing when it's like, I'm blessed to be doing this thing. I'm lucky to be doing this. So it, it sort of mm-hmm. brings down my that that factor, you know. And you're learning how to throw parties. Like you're yeah. like I didn't realize those were all parties you did in person. And so to hear that is so interesting because young DJs that have never thrown a party in the world are learning how to build a community. They can learn how to build a community and build a party online, then take it into the real world eventually. So that's another skill you're going to get from all this and things you can Absolutely. try out virtually with less on the line. You don't have to rent the venue and tell them you're going to guaranteed get them this much money. You just go on your Twitch and hopefully yeah. it works out. <laughs> so, And everybody's at home and everybody's at your disposal and you'd never know unless you ask. I mean, like I yeah. said, you don't have to know. You don't particularly have to know these people. Just just yeah. tell them why, why, you, why you want them on there, what they add to it, and you never know. You That's what JMKM came on, like was giving brand, working with brand advice and was like, do you know how many times I've been rejected? Like you just reach out, you just make decision yeah. to try to reach out and pitch it to them. And then the right person gets on. I'm like, yeah, you're totally yeah, right. Cause a lot of her. She, she kills. I even hit her up and I was like, I don't know how you're doing this, but you're doing a great job at it. So, well, yeah. everybody has their own superpower that they bring to the game. And some people have a lot that they're good at, but everyone has that one thing that they're really good at. And, um, you know, she she has that going. She's really good at that. And and we got into it when she was on this show. She gave a lot of really cool advice and insight into that. And, um, yeah, I agree. She's killing it. Um, really valuable stuff. Um, mm. So... So we talked a bit about your radio stuff. Um, I do like to talk about radio stuff, but we've been talking for a while and some we haven't gotten into things that I think a lot of people know you for and things that are really interesting to me uh, and things that have taken you all over the globe, which are which is being a tour DJ for various people. I think you're really well known as the tour DJ for Russell Peters, who is Toronto, uh, you know, royalty uh i guess you yeah. could say and Absolutely. someone that someone that you grow grew up with as well um i think right yeah. um and also you were the tour or are the tour dj and have been the tour dj when touring was a thing um for <laughs> usher george lopez uh among others um so mm. i'd love to hear some tour stories things you've learned from all of that stuff um and um i guess you know um we can start with the russell peters stuff and and i have to mention of course rest in peace to dj spin bad one of your great friends um tragedy that we lost him in 2021 i mean in in 2020 and um you know i don't know how much you want to talk about that at all or not but um i'll I'll try (laughs) yeah it's fine if not but um you know would love to hear some some you know i guess what it was like to collaborate with him and and things like that mm-hmm. on the tour uh for russell peters and what that djing was like because i heard you talk about it as soon as he passed away a few days later you did a stream where you were showing videos from you guys djing and you were talking in depth about um 
all of it, the feelings and what you guys did and how special it was. And it it was very special and historical and touching and great to hear you talk about that stuff. Um, he's someone that will never be forgotten and a very special person to the DJ culture and a very special human that was on earth. So, um, you know, uh, sorry, I know I put a lot in that question, but, but yeah, if you want to talk, talk about, you know, touring with Russell Peters and as well as DJ Spinbad and what the collaboration was like. Yeah. I won't start with spin. Cause then I'll start crying. Okay. Um, I'll start with the Russell stuff. It'll put a smile on my face. And okay. ironically, we just did, um, his wife, uh, just organized the zoom call yesterday or Friday night oh. before we did breakfast club. Uh, with all of us on it. And because um, I guess in Japanese tradition, I think it's the 49th day is a transition period where they transition. Um, oh, wow. So a, a, we did a Zoom call with myself, Russell, the whole crew. And it was beautiful. But as soon as they asked me to start saying words, I was like, I started crying. I'd like, it, it's, I guess I am going to start by talking about Spin Bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I, I, nah, there's nothing. I mean, it, it it's I, it's something I'm never going to get over. I I, I I I won't. I still haven't come to terms with it. I was just saying to his wife, like I still look at the text, the last text I sent him. You know what I mean? I'm still waiting for a reply. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you guys got to figure we've we've been together for. I think Russell said yes or Friday that we it was 2002 that he first brought him. He brought spin to he brought spin with him to Toronto. And he brought him to my party to meet me because he had been talking about Spin from before when he from all the rock, the Casbah mixes and stuff. And I, I'd never met Spin. I knew right. of Spin, obviously. I, every DJ knew of Spin at yeah. that time. Um, yeah, and and so uh, I mean, I was a super fan of his mixes. Russell Russell was the one who introduced me because I mean, honestly, I was never into the mix listening to mixed game kind of thing. Right. Uh, I was. It was never my thing. Um, it wasn't an ego thing. It was just. I don't know. I always found it hard, to, not only on a time factor, but just in general. Like I wasn't that guy that was outsourcing mixes from DJs and so forth. So uh, right. Russell was the one who put my hand is like, you need to hear this. You of all people need to hear this. Um, so I was like, okay, cool. And I listened to it and I, you know, within the first, this like everybody within the first 30 seconds, I was like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Who is this? What first is, what is this? And then who is this? Yeah. I was talk about mixing genres in a way that you've never yeah, thought of incredible. and I mean, the scratches, the, first, the, the yeah, technical prowess. Unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Um, yeah. And I was so drawn to it because I could relate to it. Cause he, I could tell by listening, even before I knew him that he thought like I thought. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would be like, oh, yeah, this would be cool. And then something would happen. I'd be like, shit. You know what I mean? And, yeah, and totally. uh, so, yeah, he brought him, he brought Russell, brought him to a party of mine on Caravan a weekend in 2002. And we met, and, you know, we're both quiet guys by, by nature, but we, when it's time to light up, we light up. So yeah. we, we just met, and it was cool. It was like, hey, 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 like your stuff. Blah, 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 blah. And, um, yeah. And we just kind of clicked off the bat. You know, I mean, we were making like yeah. quirky references and, you know, Russell and I, uh, when we, we, when I say grew up to, we've known each other, each other since kind of almost uh, since I moved up here. So like late eighties and we met through, uh, some, he remembers everything. If I don't know if you've had Russell on here before, but uh, no, I want to get him on here for sure. But yeah, I've been around him in many situations. Yeah. And like you yeah. said, he has an amazing memory. The day yeah, I he, met him, he, 
said some crazy stuff to me where I'm like, wait, how does he know all of this stuff? Like yeah. he had found out all his info about me. Yeah. Yeah. He'll tell you like the day he met you, what you were wearing, who he was with, where it's at. Like it, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, he, we just met through mutual. It was all through music. Uh, right. Because I thought he wasn't even doing comedy. And then we just okay. connected and then he would, you know, I would lend him records. He would lend me records and, and we, he would come to my house and play because um, I had a better setup than him. <laughs> but we, we were just that. It was like late nights in my mom's basement and we were just playing music all night and stuff like that. So we became very close like that. And um, then he, you know, when I started really DJing, I guess around 1990-ish, um, he, that's when he first started his comedy. And then, you know, we both got serious into what we were doing and we were just started kind of drifting in our different directions. And he was, you know, driving across the country in a, in a car doing like, you know, he, as much as, you know, he, as I was starting from scratch, he was starting from scratch too. And, right. uh, you know, he was doing that hustle and bustle playing for in restaurants for five people and no one giving a shit that he was there. And I was doing the same thing on the DJ side, you know what I mean? The hustle playing yep. as many places as you can. And then, um, you know, we, we would still talk back and forth, but we were obviously weren't as close at that point because we were doing our thing. And uh, he just started, you know, his, my career was going and his career was going. We were both going at the same time, but it just in two different worlds. Mm -hmm. And then um, I guess it was around 2000 ish where he was starting to do international stuff a lot more. And he called me and he's like, I'm going to take you on, I want to take you on tour. And I was like, okay, cool. And, um, and not, me not thinking anything of it. I was like, tour, okay, we're going to go to Winnipeg and Edmonton and Kelowna and all these places. Yeah. And it was like South Africa and Australia and all this stuff. And I was like, wow, you know, this is incredible. And um, yeah, and he just, he's always told me like he's, he's, you know, friends are friends. But then again, it, it's exactly like we, how we were talking about in the Twitch world. Like he's not going to take me on tour because I'm, I'm his friend. He's taking me yeah. on tour because I, at that time I'm his favorite DJ and he trusts me and he loves what I do. And he right. wanted to, he wanted to show the world how a DJ that he loves and respects plays music. You know what I mean? He, he could have gotten to anybody at that point because he was doing mm -hmm. arenas. You know, you're doing arenas in, in Australia and stuff. You can bring anybody you want at that point. He could have had Kid Capri. He could have had Jazzy Jeff. He, not that he doesn't like those guys, but he wanted, you know what I mean? He wanted that. Tor he, he's a Toronto kid. He wanted that Toronto flavor brought to yeah. the world. And I mean, I could talk about Russell for days with, with what he's done for the DJ culture. Um, but I, I owe him the utmost for that. Um, because I'm, you know, he's such a DJ, super DJ nerd to this day. Yep. And he's such a believer in, in bridging those worlds, even though he knows, obviously, he could do it without it. You know, he can do right. arenas just like every other DJ out there, just or every other comedian out there. He could he could Seinfeld it and just play yeah. whatever you play in the arena and just come out and do a show. But of he course. says no, he wanted to do it. So we did the first, I think his first I would say his first two major world tours was just me and him. Uh, where it was just me on the stage, him. And he always wanted me on the stage with him. Like, he's like, don't leave. When, when you finish your set, you stay on the stage. Cause I guess it, it just made him feel comfortable. Right. So, uh, which is another right. thing, another thing that does not happen. And I learned that no. over the years, like 
usually it's like you play when you're done they'll come and we'll put you on the wheelie thing and they'll wheel you off he's like yeah. no i want my dj scene i want you there and i learned that the hard way like the first time i did the, the george lopez tour i was <laughs> which came through russell it's all, it's all the same world he's like george lopez wants a dj for this tour and i was like okay cool and he wasn't touring at the time and i was like okay cool he's like okay i gave george your number he's gonna hit you up and i was like yeah sure he's gonna hit me up and two weeks <laughs> later manager calls me bang 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 Russell told him who I am, what I should do, da da da. Cool. Spoke to George. I was like, "What kind of music you like?" He's, and he's 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 a, he's also another music nerd. He loves his funk. He loves his soul. He loves his rock. So I was like, "This is perfect." And um, and that was another beautiful thing that Russell did. It was like he's sharing. You know what I mean? He's sharing his stuff, which is yeah. crazy. Um, yeah. But then I, the first time I did the George Lopez show, I did my set. And then I didn't know what was going to happen. So I'm just kind of sitting on the, on the podium, on the platform thing. And they, they, the light guy comes in. It was like 15 minutes before the opening comic was going on. And they're like, okay, you're done. I was like, okay, I'm done. Okay. And then they kind of wheeled me off. And then they put me off to the side. This was the first show. You put me off to the side. And then they started playing recorded music for like 15 minutes before he went out, before the opener. And I was like, this is... <laughs> bizarre this doesn't really make sense i was right. like okay next time i did a show he put me behind the curtain on the side and i was like this is weird and he and he he, he said it to me he said it direct he's like he's like this is i said you don't want me on the stage like wrestling he's like no he's like this is my stage and thing and i respect i respect that to the ultimate but it just made yeah, me see of course the, made me see how important it was what russell is doing i mean look at every dvd he's done every special he's done he, he shouts us out. He talks about us. He promotes what DJs are doing, like the famous joke where the, if you're not DJing yep. with your dick, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah, if, your hands so are, if you have your yeah. hands in the air, what are you DJing with your dick? <laughs> exactly. And I mean, keep in mind, he's doing this for 18,000 people that don't give a shit about what the DJ is doing. You know right. what I mean? And, and around knows. the world. A lot of DJs exactly. can't tour the world. You know what I mean? Exactly. They'll be big in Canada or America or wherever. I mean, he's literally yeah. one of the only, only DJs that can tour the entire globe. Yeah. And he's doing it again. He's doing it for him. You know what I mean? Really and truly like he has yes. his, he has his big speaker in his, in his dressing room and he blasts it when we're on and he loves it. He gets him hype. He's happy. He walks out smiling. Keep in mind, guys, he's flying. You know, I'll, I'll get into the spin bad stuff of how we connected and stuff, but I think this is really important too. And, it, and this is yeah. all, you know, flowers to Russell. This is my flowers to Russell moment because he deserves it. Yeah. You know, he's flying a crew around the world first class he's putting us in the best hotels we're not you know we we he gets in the car we get in the car you know what i mean like yeah we're family to him like we he protects us like he's our father you know what i mean like we are family to him that shit does not happen you know what i mean no. like if it's if it's a private jet and there's and there's not enough seats for everybody you know it, it becomes that you know what i mean I, I need my guys with me you know what i mean so we're there you know what i mean like how many, you know, I've, I've DJed for other people. It's, it's not like that world is not like that. It's artist and band separation. You know what I mean? Yes. Like you guys are here for a reason. You get your, you get your stuff and, and you know, like Russell takes us out. He feeds us, you know, he, he puts us in the best hotels, like I said, and this is all him doing that. He doesn't have to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, he, he did totally. two DJs for over 15 years. Like that's incredible. You know what I yep. mean? And this is, and so 
I'll get back into the spin bad stuff now. I've, the flat's enough for Russell. I don't want to boost his ego. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we met and we did, we did the first two tours together. And then he's like, I want you guys to, I want you guys to get together. We had never played together before ever. You know what oh, I mean? Crazy. Wow. Um, and we just, we just kind of, we we'd been talking or whatever. And he just knew like Russell just knew he's like, I know the way spin bad plays and I know the way you play. And I think it'll work. And I was like, okay, cool. So he's, so he's like, I want you guys to get up there and do four turntables. So we just, me and spin just talked. And I was like, okay, how's this going to work? And I know, no, that's why when, like you said, when I pl- played those shows and I was kind of explaining what was happening, cause people just don't get it. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, even DJs didn't understand it. Like, how are you guys doing this when you're, you know, a hundred feet apart on a huge stage and you're not looking at each other and you're not saying it. Like we never, we didn't, pr- we never rehearsed. We never planned anything. Um, we just went up there and did it. So the way we just we just figured out the best method to do it, because, I mean, to get a little nerdy with DJ talk, I mean, so keep that in mind. We're, I'm on one set. He's about 100 feet away on the other side on a, on a mega stage. And you know, you are, you're a stage DJ, so you know how that acoustics works. Yeah, um, for sure. Without looking at each other, you know what I mean? So we just figured the best way to do it would be, you know, instead of just playing song, 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 you know, one guy would control acapellas, one guy would control beats. And we just went back and forth. And then we just, I, it just felt comfortable more where I was doing the beats. He was doing the acapellas just cause he's, he's more of a cut. He's better with the cuts and stuff. How did he you hear be, each other perfectly on time? Did you have one of his monitors or something? Yeah, we could hear each other. And I mean, my monitors are 10 times louder than everybody else's. But yeah, we would hear each other and we would hear, I, I just had the mouth. I just always tell the, the sound guy, just give me the house. Whatever they're hearing, put it in my monitors. That's all I need okay. to hear. I don't need to be louder, hear louder. So we would get in, you know, we get into the arena and LeBron, if the show's at eight, we get in there about five. Spin and I'll do about like a 10 minute sound check just to get level straight. And then that's it. And then we just, it's literally, we jump on an hour before and we just rock and no planning. Just, he doesn't know what beat I'm going to give him. I don't know what acapella he's going to give me. And we just go crazy. And it just, from the first time we did it, we just kind of looked at each other and we were like, holy shit, because it would, it would just really, you know, you have two guys from two different worlds that think exactly the same. You know what I mean? So and cool. to get that yeah. synergy, to get that synergy with someone where you don't have to say a word to them. Like I, I wouldn't have to say, yo, spin, I, I need four bars. Give me four bars. It would, I wouldn't even look and I would just hear him doing something and hear his pattern and know that he's going to need a break in four bars. So I'll bring in the vocals for four bars or he'll hear me doing something with a beat. He'll, he'll let me do it for, 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 for a couple bars and he'll drop the acapella bang, bang, bang. To have that kind, and I've tried four turntables before with others, and yeah. nine times out of ten, it's a shit show. It'll yeah. be hot for five minutes, and then it just goes into a totally different direction. So, yeah. I mean, I've never, you know, I've never met anyone that I've connected with like that, just on a work level, on a on a performance level, and right. that just took us. You know what I mean? We just knew right from the start. I mean, we we honestly just knew right from the start that it was something special. You know, Russell knew right from the start that his, his, you know, his potion worked and it it became a beautiful thing. And we toured the world for years and years and years. And then, you know, then I had my, my daughter and, uh, I went, she's seven now. So we had, I had my daughter, she was young. She was probably like about six months 
And I, okay. I went away uh, on a tour with Russell and we were gone for a good while. We were gone for probably like eight to nine weeks or something like that. Wow. And uh, I came back and my daughter was in daycare. I went to surprise her. Yeah. And she, she was like Supreme daddy's girl at that point before I left. And I went back and I saw her and she was crawling and she stopped and she looked up at me and she just started crying and like freaking uh, out. And I was like, it just hit me. And I was like, I'm, I'm not doing this. I can't do this anymore. Like I can't do this to her anymore. And, um, so at that point he just started taking spin out by himself a lot more. And I guess, you know, as my, as time goes on and money goes on, it just made more sense for him to take one DJ at that time. And it was always spin. And I, you know, it, it was a hard transition for me to go from that life to have to go back to this life again, but it was something right. I had to do. And then, uh, you know, whenever we do, we would do certain, all his big shows, all his recorded shows, he would always make sure that, that it was both of us there. I was there. Um, you know, any Canadian tour, obviously he would always bring me there yeah. and just on the, on the big shows, whenever he could afford to do the big shows with both of us, we would do it. But I mean, we, we had a run of, of, you know, like almost 15 years of us just doing this together and to have that just gone. I mean, spin and I, yeah, it, it's so hard to even explain. Cause it's just, it, I mean, me spin and Russell were like the trifecta, you know what yeah. I mean? We were in the triangle and you know we're the only you know we could throw the corniest references out of tv shows movies music anything and we all get it and to have that is so special and and, and that brotherhood is so special and russell's such a believer in, in family and brotherhood and stuff so i mean touring with them was was you know it, it's like touring with your family always it's never work you know what i mean right. and the fact yeah. that he would always tell us just go out and do you don't even look at them you know, don't even look at the crowd. You know what you like. You know what I like. Just play music. And, you know, to have that, it, there's so many aspects to it. But, I mean, the loss of Spin Bad is, is you know, devastating is the understatement of the year to me. Like, I, I even yeah. when you just say his name at first, like, you see my face change. Like, it, it just makes yeah. me so sad to know that I'll never be able to do that with him again. You know what I mean? And I know I'm not, I'll, I'll, I'll never find anyone like that again. Um because it was a rarity, you know what I mean? He, unfor he had yeah. his demons, you know, he had his demons to deal with, um, right. as we all do. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he, I, he was a complex dude, very complex dude, many, many levels and layers to that dude. Um, but one of the most incredibly talented and huge hearted people on that has ever graced the earth and a, a humongous loss. And I, I mean, I've, made a vow to not only myself and my family and to his, his family that I'm going to make sure he's never forgotten. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to yeah, praise the name of, of spin bad all the time. And you know, 12 inch skin sent me the vinyls that I use every day on my streams. It's a spin bad logo. Um, it, it, it's re it's a truly, truly shot in the heart. I mean, I've lost, you know, my grandmother, I've lost my stepdad. I've lost so many people close to me, but nothing has ever hit me as hard as this ever in my life. And, um, it's, it's been super, super tough for me. And, you know, I tried to do tribute shows. <laughs> I've tried to do it yeah. and I did break down and it, it's super hard. And like, even now it's hard for me to talk about them, but it just, yeah, it just really, it really makes me sad. And, I'm, I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm, I'm frustrated, but I try to, I try to be, like I said before, the what ifs, 
turn the negative into a positive. So I, I try to think of, you know, the great times that we had and, and the fact that I was fortunate enough to meet the man, you know, and, and have him yeah. call me a brother and, and to be, to be able to call him brother. And he was truly my brother and, and it's super, super tough, super, super tough. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, yeah, I, I think, um, like you said, you had this ultimate connection through music and, and you being such a music person and of course him and the DJ connection and, and then having that trifecta with Russell, who obviously is another, someone that has music just running through their blood, no matter what, um, is, you know, it's, it's just, um, yeah, he's irreplaceable. Um, and, you know, I guess what we can do is just continue to honor him and, and not let him be forgotten. You know, it's in the same way that like DJ AM, like I still will talk about him all the time, play his mixes, yeah. show people what's up. You know, you, th there's certain people that should never leave anyone's memory and should always remain at the forefront and, and not disrespect anyone else. But, you know, I think that, yeah, he's, he's I'm fully a true, with you, man. true legend. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, thankfully with the AMs and the spin bads that we have mixes and we have footage yeah. and we have stuff that we can literally sit people down and be like, you guys need to learn a little something about this. You know what I mean? Like it, it, yeah. it's crazy. And, and it, I mean, it's, it's, it, these guys left. I mean, I, I don't know how old, how old was AM when he passed? He was young. Yeah. It's crazy. The fact that I'm older than what he was you know what i mean like I, he was always older than me so like now i've surpassed the age when he passed away but yeah. um i don't know his exact age i mean it was uh 2009 um which is crazy too like 11 years so ago he was like what late 30s or early 40s no he wouldn't have been early 40s, i don't think I don't... he turned 40 yet no i yeah. think he was That's like crazy. 38 39 um yeah, I don't know. I never even thought about the exact age, but yeah, I think um, it definitely. Yeah, it, it, I I totally understand and and can empathize with you know how you feel, and, and at the same time, I can't even understand. You know what I mean? Like it, only yeah. you well, can have that. I mean, ask, yeah, and people will ask like and send their condolences and so forth. And I was like, I don't even know what to tell you. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. can't it's even like talking about it like this like i know what i want to say i just i can't say it properly you, you like, shouldn't have to yeah. yeah yeah i just no, I, I just know it makes me really sad that's that's yeah. all that's the best i can say right now and and i know it's the same with russell um i mean yeah. he's been part of our lives i mean more russell than mine obviously him and russell were like you know super super tight so i know it hurts and I mean, we just lost another member of the crew recently too, right after spin. So it, it hasn't been a good ending to the year at all for us, but I mean, all we can live off now is memories really. Right. And I'm just grateful for the time that, that, and I, I'm, I mean, as a DJ to find somebody else like you is a super rare thing. Somebody that really can, I mean, you can find other people that play like you and so forth, but somebody you could really mesh with, like, the literal jelly to the peanut butter kind of thing is yeah. is an incredible thing to have experienced at any point in your life, even if it's for one time. The fact that I got to do it for years and years and years and experience his greatness. And the beauty of it was, you know, I changed the way he approached DJing and he had changed the way I approached DJing. You know what I mean? Like I appreciated yeah. many things that he did and fed off it. 
and became more aggressive because of him. And he really loved the way I put music together and would think outside the box. And he started to adapt that in his sets. And, and yeah. it was, it was just, it was made to be, you know, it was one of those things that was just meant to be. And Russell was the gatekeeper of it all. And, and he just saw that and knew it would work. And I mean, more flowers to Russell and flowers forever to spin bed. And, and, you know, I, I just, again, I, I'm, I keep repeating it, but I'm just happy for that time that we had together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me too. I'm glad that that's something that happened and that's something that's been, you know, at least like you said, archived and recorded from videos to audio to mixes. And, and that, that those, those shows are some shit that I've never seen anybody do like the show, the shit that we were doing together and same. I'm like super proud of it. And, and yeah, that's just like, that's some shit that you, people will listen to in 20 years and be like, what the fuck is going on here? And we'll yeah. be like, yeah, there were two of us on the stage and we weren't even, you know, this is not rehearsed. Like it, it's crazy shit. Yeah. No, just listening to you playing it on your Twitch when you were playing the recordings, I was getting goosebumps. Just like, wow, like you could hear the magic being made. And as a DJ, I knew I could hear the unplanned magic yeah. being created, <laughs> if that makes sense. You know when someone's Absolutely. doing a planned out thing and you're like, obviously they thought about this. And this one was like, oh, they are literally making this shit up. He's scratching the acapella double back and forth when the other person's doing the instrumental. And then he's doing this because of this word player. He's doing this of this drum pattern and then he just thought of that i could tell when i'm listening to it like yeah it's it's it gives me that rush listening to you guys you know like yeah. probably the same rush you're saying like when you're making your radio shows you're alone in your room and you're still all hyped up i i get that feeling like listening to it so um yeah it, it truly truly is a special thing you guys did and had and um yeah i'm you know i'm, I'm sorry that that happened but yeah let's continue to make his memory live on and um you know i'm sure it'll be something that you you go through as a as a human you know uh the different steps of dealing with it you know yeah however that may happen i mean i i think yeah. the music the depth music that definitely is is what gets me through it and and honestly like every mix i'm doing i look down at the at the at the the records i have and I, it makes me smile because i know yeah. You know what I mean? I know he's looking down and being like, yeah, get him, get him, get him, get him. You know what I mean? And, and it makes sure. me happy. That part makes For me sure. happy. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I love to hear that. Um, well, it's hard to, you know, move on from that, that topic. Nah, go ahead, but, um, I told you I'm, I'm an open book, whatever you need to ask. ask the, um, well, so another thing, you know, I know we've been talking for a while. I'm sure you got to go do some family dinner or something soon, but, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're like, uh, they see me enough. I haven't traveled in nine months. <laughs> uh, the, um, as far as something that you discussed that I didn't know about, I saw you post about, I don't know if it was a year ago, could have been two years ago, time is moving in a weird way at this point, but I, um, I saw you talk about having anxiety and um, you know, you got really deep and real with the anxiety, how it affected you, how it would affect you not wanting to talk to people and doing different shows and you got to the point where I feel like you let out a little bit of... Um, like a tiny bit of what you were thinking and feeling. And then you got a reaction that maybe you weren't anticipating back that was stronger. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong of like people 
relating to it and to the point where you started doing more either events or uh, knowledge-based things, talking about it and helping people. And you also help people. I got to shout out your stream. We talked about subs and bits and doing things for yourself. You've done some amazing fundraising things on your streams that have been so touching for like children that needed money and all these things. So you've been using your Twitch to do some great things so i just need to shout you out for that we didn't mention it before if we don't get to that that night was crazy that was for sick kids that was incredible we raised i raised forty thousand dollars in two hours or three hours that's incredible like you said that's uh, you know i mean that's showing what you can use your power of djing community networking music technology coming all together to help people in real life and that was that was was massive yeah yeah so thank you for doing that and i think you know something that's hard for people to do is talk about real life uh on the internet you know what i mean we want to all be like yay bro i got fifty thousand listeners and everything's cool and i never feel actual feelings but like we do feel feelings you know and as djs we're used uh, we are used to sitting in a room alone and pushing buttons and not having to talk to people and be all eyes on us while we're doing with twitch and twitch is something and or that or being on stage or all these things you've been forced into is something that can create extreme anxiety and lead to pure paralyzation and wanting to crawl into a hole um what does anxiety mean to you how has it affected you and how have you tackled dealing with it so i'll go back to the post you were the post that has become the post post. um that was yeah that was about two years ago now so i mean to make a long story short is okay. uh, the performance anxiety has been something I've dealt with since now. Uh, everything I'm telling you is stuff I know now, right. nothing I knew then. Um, so it's basically been stuff that I've been dealing with for like 30 years where yeah. I always chalked it up just as butterflies in the stomach and oh, everybody must get this and everybody. And it just, be, it started to increase as everything does. You know what I mean? It, it just started to increase along the years. And my defense mechanism was always alcohol. So I would yeah. just drink. I would get into the club and I would drink, you know, drink, party, drink, just the natural thing that everybody yeah. thinks you're supposed to do. Drink, of play course. music, drink, play music, drink, play music. I did it for years and years and years. And then it just got progressively worse where I was drinking more and I would getting to the club earlier and drinking earlier. And all it was, it was always just to put that fence up and try and, and eliminate the anxiety from getting in. Um, of course, but again, yeah doing all this for years and punishing myself and punishing my body and mind for years without knowing why I was doing it. You know what I mean? I had never known it at any point that I, I, at any point I ever thought, or had anybody ever came to me and and said, I have anxiety or I didn't even know really what that kind of stuff meant. And it's it's obviously something that's not talked about fluently in our circles anyways. Um, True. So yeah, it was something I did so long and it got so bad. It was getting so bad to like, you know, I had my pass out moments and I would have, you know, so many, so many nights where I would play, you know, and most of the parties I do, when I say I do my parties, I just play them by myself. So I get there and play from 10 10 to three in the morning just by myself. So I would get in there, start drinking and no word of a lie. After 1130, I wouldn't remember anything that I played or anything that I did or anything. It was getting bad. Like I would do party Friday and see people Saturday and be like, Hey, how come you weren't there last night? And they were like, what are you talking about? You talked to me for like 45 minutes after the party. And I'd be like, 
<laughs> you know right. what I mean? I was like, this shit is getting worse and worse and worse. And again, not right. knowing what it was. And then my breakdown point was I did a party in Montreal for a friend of mine and um, small room, probably like 150 people, no brainer, easy work. You know what yeah. I mean? And then right. he, he was just talking to me before we got, before we, we started and he's like, yeah, and I, I asked so many DJs to come tonight and I told them, bring their pad and paper because they're going to need it. They're going to watch you. They're hyped. They're so hyped. And every word he was saying was just making my anxiety. Just, like I could feel it. Like my chest was getting tense. And the party didn't even start yet. And I was getting red in the face. And I was nervous. And I was like, what is happening here? And I, that pattern had been happening for a while. And then, right. um, so we just opened. I think he went on to play the first song. And I leaned over to him. And I was like, so are you getting a bottle? And he's like, it's like, he goes, it's like, it's like 930. I was like, yeah, are you getting a bottle? <laughs> and this is early. So like I say, my pattern is me drinking earlier and earlier to combat it. So I was like, he's yeah. like, yeah, you want, you want to drink? I was like, yeah, get the bottle. <laughs> and I, I was smashed. I played my set, everything. Don't remember anything. Played my set, went to the airport, got on the plane. Still don't know how they let me on the plane because I was obviously still, it was like seven in the morning. I was obviously still, still drunk. Um, got on the plane and I was just, I the thought smack me in the face. I'm going home to see my kids. I was like, I'm going home to see my kids. I'm going to smell like alcohol. And I felt like the ultimate loser. Like I just, I was, I just literally slumped in my seat and I was like, what are you doing? This is two years ago. I'm like, you're, you're a 46 year old man and you're drinking like you're a 19 year old. What are you doing? You know what I mean? And I still, I still never had yeah. put two and two together. Honestly, I didn't put two and two together. To me, it was just, I'm nervous. I need to drink. Oh, drinking makes my nerves go away. Okay, cool. And I, I like, literally, I've crashed, totaled two cars in my life. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't know how I'm still here. You yeah. know what I mean? Now looking back on all these things and all these things had to do with me just drinking. And the only reason I drank was to combat the anxiety. I never drank at home. I didn't drink at social gatherings. If I wasn't working and I went somewhere, I don't drink. I only drank when I was working. And it, so I got on the plane and I sat down and I was like, this is ridiculous. And then I just, my head, like I, I had put up a picture that I found, which had all these words, just like jumbled together, anxiety did it. And I, it just, it, it was exactly how I felt at that time. And I put it up and this is before we took off. I just sat on the plane I put it up and I just started typing and I didn't, I don't even remember what I wrote. I don't want to see it anymore, but um, I just kind of put everything out. It was basically my cry for help in a sense. I yeah. knew something was wrong and I knew if I didn't change it, that I would probably be dead. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I was just, it was a combination of all that. And the, this, the real angst of it all was the feeling, the embarrassment of going home and, you know, having to shy away from my kids. Cause I didn't want them to smell vodka on my breath. Yeah. Uh, and think daddy's like, what's wrong with daddy? Uh, and embarrassed, obviously, to see my wife. You know, she's seen me at my worst. You know what I mean? And yeah, so yeah. I did that and I instantly fell asleep. I pressed send and I instantly passed out. Montreal's a short flight. It's like 45 minutes. I landed, turned my phone on, and my phone just went crazy. And I was like, what the hell is this? I had like hundreds of messages. Bang, 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 bang. And I was like, what is happening here? I didn't remember what I wrote. Forgot that I did the post. As soon as I landed, as I always do, I, I called my wife and said, I'm here. And yeah. she's like, 
and she started just talking to me and she reminded me what I just wrote and everything. And I, I kind of got in a panic and I was like, what is happening here? And, and my friends were calling me, texting me. My mom sending me messages. Are you going to commit suicide? And I was like, what the hell is going on here? So oh, I went, to the car. yeah, I went to the car and I sat in the car and I reread the message again. I reread my post on Instagram and I was just like, you know what? I had two options. Either I just chalk it away, delete it and pretend it never happened. Or I was like, I leave it there and hold myself accountable and do what I needs to be done to get myself better. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave it. I'm going to answer these messages. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to assure everybody I'm not in a suicidal state. It's just how I felt at that time. And I, it was basically my cry for help. So, um, I just, I, and then, then at that point, it was a combination of, you know, every, I, obviously the first step was everybody just checking in on me. Are you okay? What's wrong? What happened? Cause it I, is, it was a conversation I never had with anybody, even my wife. Like I never had this conversation with anybody before, nor yeah. had anybody ever had it with me. So I self-diagnosed myself, you know, as performance anxiety, anxiety, performance anxiety, because it was all, it was all, it was one of those moments, you know, when you see the movie at the end of the movie and they do that flashback of like everything that's happening. And yep. I was just like, yes, this all makes sense. Like all I can chalk back to, you know, some of my first gigs and all this stuff makes sense. And I, you know, my friend, my friend called me up right away, my good friend. And he's like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm okay now, but, um, you know, I'm trying to process all this stuff. And he's like, okay. He's like, what's wrong? And I kind of explaining to him and I was like, remember this party when I told you just keep playing, you know, I remember this party when I told you I wasn't ready yet, or I would make excuses or I would kind of be in the back room or, you know, you couldn't find me or I was in the washroom, you know, yeah. for, for an hour when I'm supposed to be on the set. I was right. like, all these things are because I, I wasn't able to do it. I couldn't get myself to play. And the only way I could do that was by drinking my face off. So then I came home and my wife basically gave me an ultimatum. She's like, you have to choose. You cannot be, you know, drunken starting from scratch and come home and be daddy. It doesn't work that way. You can't, you can't do this. You have to make a decision. Do you want to be that party guy? Then you, then that's the life you're going to live. Or do you want to be daddy? And I said, obviously I want to be daddy. I want to be family. I want to be with you. And she's like, then you have to stop drinking. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm sure I can do that. That's easy. Right. Just like everything else, quit it cold turkey. Of course, I yeah. got this. Yeah. And um, it even, it's like, she even surprised me like two days later. And she's like, okay, we're uh, get ready. And the babysitter showed up. And I was like, where are we going? She's like, we're going to an AA meeting. And I was like, okay, I'm not an alcoholic. And she's like, you might be. Because I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm only drinking. You know, I'm not drinking to drink. I'm not drinking to be social. I'm just drinking, really drinking shit I don't like just to cover myself up. That's all it, yeah. was. it was. Just putting paint over a shitty wall, basically. Yeah. The wall is still shitty under there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I totally know what you're saying, and can relate so I, to even some of those feelings and actions. Yeah, yeah. So I did that. We went to the meeting, and I couldn't re like. Even she knew. She's like, "This is not you." Like people are talking. Like the one lady was even talking like how she would get hammered in the car before going into the AA meeting. I was like, "This is not for me." You right. know what I mean? Um, so once I had put that out, you know, it was, it was two things. It was people sending me messages that were exactly like me that never said a word. So it was like, and these are DJs, you know, DJs that I know, like from big, from the big to the small, 
and all walks of life, not just DJs. And people were saying, you know, I'm exactly like you. Thank you so much for saying what you said. And, you know, I've been doing this for years and I never knew what it was. And it was just, it was so much at once. I mean, I was going through what I was going through already. And now, now taking this all in and people telling me their stories. And then the other half of it was everybody throwing remedies at me. So everybody's telling me, do this, do that, do this. And I mean, it's all in great, it's all in good conscience. And I know they're doing it in the goodness of their heart. Excuse me. But again, I didn't know anything about meditation. I don't know about meditation. I didn't know what CBD oil. I never knew any of these things because it was never my world. I'd never gone to a therapist before. I'd never done any of that stuff. So with so much information I was taking in. So I was like, okay, let me break this down for a second. There's a lot of people hurting like me. I I kind of kicked open the door for it. Not, I'm not saying I was the first. I'm definitely not. But I, I was saying I kicked open the door for it in my world. Cool. That's one side of it. I was like, this other side now, I have no clue what any of this stuff is. So I'm going to take these top six or seven things. I'm going to you know, lay them out there. Okay, now I got all these categories. Let me find someone from each category that specializes in that field. And I was like, because I have this daddy instinct again, my first instinct was, let me put together an event. (laughs) And I said, because there's so many people dealing with this, let me put together an event. And while I'm learning about what these things are from these people, let me at least put it in a public forum. So more people can learn with me. So we did the event. It was called, I called it the show must go on because the way I broke it down to myself is like, no matter what, like if you go to a, whatever concert it is, you go to a Phil Collins or Jay-Z concert, I pay my money. It shouldn't matter to me what happened to Jay-Z that day or what happened to Phil Collins that day. I want a show. Give me a show. Give me a show. Give me the best show you got. Right. Right. Yeah. And I'm a performer too. So no matter how shitty my day was, or if someone just passed away or whatever it is, you got to go out and do it and you got to do it. And the show must go on. So it, it all just, you know, and because there was so many people from the deep, from the music world that were hitting me up, it was breaking my heart. You know what I mean? It was breaking my heart in a way that like nobody knew where to turn. Nobody knew how to, ha- how to help themselves. I didn't know how to help myself. So from that day that I made that post, I stopped drinking. So now it's been like over two years now and I haven't had a drink, but that since twi- like I, it's only really now, I mean, I still suffer from it not as much, but it still hits me a lot of times. Like, especially when I'm doing guest sets on like Jazzy Jeff's channel and, and those things, I'm like shaking and my chest is tense and I'm red and I'm nervous. It still hits right. me on those, on those things. But, um, it was the hardest thing I ever had to do. So the next party I played, the first party I played was my own party. Um, thankfully I had another DJ with me on that. And it was the first party I played where I swore to myself, I wasn't going to drink. Yeah. And, the anxiety hit me so hard because I guess it was in the forefront at that point. The anxiety hit me so hard that I literally had my computer up. I I had set everything up earlier. My, my friend was playing specs. There was a reggae party. Um, there was a lot of people there. Um, but a lot of people that I knew, so it wasn't an intimidating situation at all. And it's a party I could play with my eyes closed, but I had my computer and I was getting so tense and everything, just thinking of that. I had to play music for people and I went to put my hand on the computer. So I went like this and I couldn't, it was literally like someone was holding my hand and I couldn't touch my keyboard. Like I can't even say it in words, but you can't understand what it's like. Like I'm sure some people can, but I would literally, it would like, there was, it was like there was an invisible wall and I was, trying to put my hand in a computer and I couldn't. 
And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? I like my body just, my mind just took over and I just leaned over to my friend and he's like, are you ready? And I was like, I can't play. And he's like, what do you mean you can't play? I was like, I can't play. Like I can't do this. And he's like, okay, I got you. No worries. Thankfully he, he, he's wicked and he can hold it down. And I literally stood beside him. He's like, go outside, go take it. He knew something was wrong. He's like, go outside, take a breath. But I didn't want to be around anybody. So I was like, I'm going to stand right here and just do it. And I literally stood there for four hours and I had my, my fist clenched like this the whole time. And I was breathing and my chest was tense and I went home. Then my chest was sore for about three days after it was like I was bench pressing. <laughs> wow. I went home, crazy. I went home, I went home that night and I just started crying. I sat in bed and I was crying and I was like, I, I literally thought my career was done. I was like, I'm done. I'm over because I know if I go back to the drinking route, I'm going to turn back into that guy. And then I lose this life that I have here. So I was like, obviously if it's a choice between fam, my family and, and my music, my family is going to win. You know what I mean? I, I, yes. I can't go work in a fucking cubicle after DJing for 30 years. You know what I mean? I can't do that shit. Not, right. and, and you know what I mean? It's, it, I, I know how I am. I can't work for other people. That's why I work for myself. I know how I am. I was like, I'm done. And I just sat in bed crying and I didn't know what to do. And, you know, I had gigs after I I had gigs booked every weekend and um, I would go to them and I would just kind of, I'm standing on the back wall and I'm, I'm, you know, nervous and I'm playing and I'm playing with my head down. I'm not having fun. And honestly, since I stopped drinking, like, uh, there's the anomalies like last night and, and a couple of the Twitch gigs that I really have a lot of fun at, but it hasn't been fun for me at all. Like I haven't learned how to have fun again. I'm trying to reteach myself once again, how to do this all sober and how to, how to still fight this thing. And I, I mean, it's an ongoing learning process And I know from the people I've talked to, like there's a shit ton of people out there, a shit ton of DJs, you know what I mean? Out there that are going through this and yeah. had nowhere to turn. And it was just breaking my heart. And I, so I've done a bunch of events and JM is a perfect example. Like, um, she's someone that, that, that goes through that as well. We talked, I brought her into my event as well. And she's got crazy stories too. Like there's so many people going through. So especially in these times, um, it's, 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 I mean, yeah. I mean, I see DJs on Twitch. I see DJs on Twitch going through full on bottles every two days, yeah, you know, right. like yeah. the big ass ones. And I'm like, uh, you know, maybe I'll, I'll reach out to them a little bit, but I'm not trying to make them feel bad or judge. They can do whatever they want, yeah. but I definitely see from the outside a little bit, like maybe you need to chill, but you know, live your life. But, but I yeah. see the COVID time has dr- uh, driven a lot of people to have to deal with that. Um, was there, but what, uh, I guess, so, that's so interesting all of that and that story is like so powerful was there any tools that you learned since you went to the aa meeting and you didn't feel like you fit in and you didn't feel like that kind of alcoholic and you were able to quit i tried therapy i I went to i think like three i went to like three sessions of therapy and then we i had to go away on tour uh and i never went back because again that too wasn't something i could i it wasn't something i could relate to i guess and i'm also not good patience i'm not good at patience (laughs) people keep preaching meditation to me and i'm like i don't i can't get in that mode like i can't like my wife my wife actually makes fun of me because like when i'm sleeping and she has video like my foot's actually going like this while i'm sleeping (laughs) like my mind doesn't rest i'm sure you're like that i'm sure a lot of djs are like that too 
my mind doesn't rest. So it's very hard for me to get it. But the best things that have worked for me, um, I'm literally that, that guy you think is crazy. That's in front of the shopping plaza, talking to himself. That's me. I talk to myself all the time and breathing as sim- the simplicity of it all is breathing just helps me. I'll sit back, I'll take back, you know, I put my, close my eyes, take some deep breaths. And I just really, I football coach myself. You got this. Yeah. You're good. You got this. It's easy. You got this. Come on. Come on, man. Put right. your head up. You know what I mean? And you'll see it. You'll, you'll see some stream. Like that's why my streams are so long sometimes because it literally takes me like two hours just to feel comfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I can't do, I can't I do, do know what you mean. Show. I totally yeah. know what you mean. And yeah. what you're doing is meditation. If you really think about it, all meditation is, is closing your eyes, breathing, getting in touch with the thoughts in your head and talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're doing, you, <laughs> you created the, uh, SFS method, uh, <laughs> that in the, you can then, uh, make a, uh, infomercial about and <laughs> yeah. check out the SFS meditation. But for real, that's what you're doing. My wife does transcendental meditation she's gotten me into it i with you i'm like i'm not good at this it's really hard my mind's racing but that's what they teach you close your eyes breathe allow the other thoughts to get in talk to yourself be cool you know don't be so hard on yourself it's elements of that it's the it's the cousin of what you're doing in a way so um that's good to know and good for other people to know because i think a lot of people deal with those problems especially uh in the dj and musician and performer world yeah. And I, I think it, it, it's, I mean, I, I've, I've never been that person that like you were talking about the bottle poppers and, and look at me, I got this and that I've never been that guy. I mean, I had, you know, I was the guy showing up to my gigs in a Honda Accord for years. I still do. Yeah. You know I mean? like yeah. I, I've never needed to have the fanciest car or have the hottest clothes or the newest shoes. I've, I never cared about that stuff. So I didn't care what people would say about me. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. I, but by the same time, by the same token, because I mean, it's all in your mind. So it's literally like, like people ask me, like even Tim, who's like my best friend, my other best friend, Tony, like nobody knew. And I had to literally sit them down and be like, think about this and think about that. And now it doesn't make, you know what I mean? But I can't explain yeah. to someone how it feels. So I would literally, they're like, so what is it like? And I'm like, okay, so picture me playing by myself in a club. And I have the devil and the angel here and they're fighting in my head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like my, my devil's like, well, look at that guy. That guy's staring at you. That guy thinks you're fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once, I that, once I put that post out, one of the initial things I thought is everybody's going to think I'm a fucking nut job. You know right. what I mean? Because totally. They don't know. You know what I mean? They don't, they're only seeing what I wrote and they don't know anything. And I'm thinking I'm the only one like this. So I'm thinking I'm writing this just as a crying, a, a cry for help, just like somebody helped me because I don't know what I'm doing and I don't think there's anyone else. You know what yeah. I mean? So now mm-hmm. when the next time I walk into a club, I'm thinking everybody, you know, those scenes in the movie again, where it's like everybody thinks they're looking at them and they're not, but yeah. in my mind they are. So in my mind, it's like the, this one on this shoulder is telling me like, why isn't that person dancing? Why is this happening? Did it? And the other one was like, come on, you got this. And they're fighting. They're fighting in my head. But at the same time, I'm trying to think of music that I'm supposed to play. And I'm trying to curate this, this thing. And I, and I found myself like, this is it. all I stopped drinking. And I found myself literally being like, okay, I'm looking at my files and I'm like, don't play this song. Do not play this song. And two seconds later, I'm playing that song. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? And it yeah, was just like yeah. the mind the mind is is a is a truly complex and crazy thing. Mm-hmm. And 
And I just, you know, because of the nature of the way I am, the only way I could do it is literally just go from A to B and just throw myself in the fire. And I was like, you got to deal with it. You got to deal with this. You'll get, you'll eventually get through it. I don't know if I ever will, but I was like, you got to get through it. You know what I mean? You've gone too far. You've, you've done this for too long and, and you've done too much, but you cannot live that same life you were living for 40 X years. You can't do it anymore. It's not virtually possible, you know, and physically possible. I'm beat, I've beaten down my body for years. You know what I mean? Thankfully, I'm thankful that I never went the drug route because who knows what would have happened to me. You know what I mean? Because of my excessive behavior with alcohol, Lord only knows what would have happened to me if I ever went down the, I don't even smoke weed. So I've never gone down that route, thankfully. Right. Yeah. But it was just, it was just too much. And, and yeah, it's been a supreme struggle. I've, I, it's very, very difficult, but I mean, even it, it's just, it's, it's, it's an ever ongoing thing. And I, it's just same way. Like we were talking about the beginning of this podcast, probably like eight hours ago at this point. (laughs) um, Yeah. About getting into the Twitch world was just like a throw myself into the fire. I know it's not comfortable, but I got to do it. Yeah. No, that's been a, a theme with this whole podcast from the beginning. I noticed it when you're talking now and every time. And I think it's something that's a really important lesson to people is that do the thing that is uncomfortable. Um, otherwise, you're, you're, you're not growing and you're not going to do it. And I think throw yourself in the fire. And as scary as it is and as uncomfortable it is, as it is, um, you're going to be alive after. So just do it, you know, like, and you're lucky enough to be alive right now to do it. So take advantage of those opportunities and, and go for it. And you're going to feel horrible during the time. There might be a night where you're standing in a club for four hours, unable to play with a clenched chest and fists, but look where you are now. And look, you're yeah. able to tell that story and someone's going to hear this story and someone's going to take something and it's going to change their mindset or their life in a way. So, um, yeah, that's that's an important theme that's been this whole podcast, I think, uh, that you've brought to the forefront. Thank you. Yeah, I just I mean, like I said, I can only speak for myself. Right. And just in the hopes, like you said, in the hopes that and I've noticed that it's worked. You know, what I mean, I've had people tell me, like, thank you for doing this and thank you for doing yeah. that. And I, I just figured, you know, if I'm going to, if I'm going to learn, why not? And there's so many people that need to learn. Why not just put it out there in public? I don't need to learn, learn by myself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What about, have, have you messed, you said you don't smoke weed. So like, have you messed with any of the CBD stuff? Did that help at all? Or was that just like people telling you like, take no, gin, I didn't, ginseng I didn't, or something? Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. I, I mean, I would, it's just a consistent, I've, I know I've heard, so I've heard what CBD is. You, it's a, it's a daily, you got something you got to do daily. I don't right? know. So, I'm not saying it works. Yeah. I'm just wondering if like, I know, I'm someone that, not. Someone that does like smoking weed, and I and yeah. so sometimes on and off, like I'm in a period of break now. But it's like um, you don't. Uh, I don't know if it's even doing anything to me CBD when I try it. So I wonder yeah, if yeah, someone yeah. that doesn't have it in their system, if that's something that helps or is just sort of like CBD. Yeah, it's a, lot cool. of people, a lot of people do swear by it. Right, a lot of people do swear by it. Interesting. Yeah. Um, well, shit, man, you've told us so much. Um, I really appreciate you being so open with us. I mean, the stories you've told us are amazing and just getting us getting to see such a real uh, perspective of a person like you, you know, such an amazing, talented DJ. You're truly like 
a genius in the way that you put together the music and um the way you put everything together the way you've sort of explained everything on this podcast you know what i mean you have a mm-hmm. just a way of weaving everything together whether it's the stories the music the ideas the creativity the visual stuff so thank you for for all that for blessing us with that um before we get out of here one thing i i actually have a big list of things i wanted to ask you about but i feel like we should we should chill uh pretty soon but Something I wanted to ask you about is your uh, back into the nerdy DJ world is the music organization because you do <laughs> do so many. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you can get as little or as much, but you've done so many edits, so many remixes. You do so many different kind of parties. You're able to pull off these parties in a way where you're very, um, uh, sharp at at if you're going to do the dance hall party or the cottage cheese party or whatever it is or your acapellas I know your organization game is crazy I've seen some of your hard drive stuff and um, what I've any become, quick, I've become known for that yeah it's it's like makes me very insecure to look at some of your folder <laughs> structures I'm like what the hell I need to redo my whole life what any small tips or uh info you could give uh in that respect the music organization yeah i mean the edits the edits for me started um i mean the basic edits always started just because i i I wanted intros i hated songs that started like just bold and bare and stuff like that right so right i just want intros. so that's how my basic entrance entrance to that to that game became and then the redrum thing just became because there was so much music that I wanted to play that, right. you know, you already know, like those oldies with the live drums and shit that all temples yeah. are all over. the. So I was like, let me just start doing redrums. And then I started to fall in love with redrums just because like I say, my, my approach to DJing is always mixing. So I'm like, sonically, what's going to make this stuff sound better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And nothing sounds better than, you know, just a raw beat coming in over a song that's playing and then the next song drops. That's 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 the magic right there. So I was like, okay, yeah. cool. Then I got into that. And I mean, it, it, I've never stopped that. I still make them like when I'm whenever I'm doing parties, I'll throw like a couple of songs on my desktop that I need to do redrums for and remixes and I do it. And the reason I just started getting more into it because one of my biggest pet peeves is just lazy redrums. I hate hearing redrums where they're just Same. done lately or yeah, crappy drums or, or it doesn't yeah. go perfectly on with the rhythm. Like your stuff, yeah. you'll find either drum patterns from old breaks that go perfectly with the new song, or you make sure you quantize it or chop it in this way where it still keeps the integrity and the rhythm of the song, which is why, cause I ha- actually hate redrums. Uh, personally, I think they're like whack, yeah. but yours are like different they're not like a normal redrum you know i don't hate all of them some of them are great but you know what i mean like if if somebody doesn't do it in a musically art not artistic but just musical way you know yeah 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 well that's the way i approach it and i I just i take time of mine like i literally sit and move each move each move each piece and and dissect it it. and i take it because I, i figure once i have it if i take that you know 30 40 minutes with it i I have it for the rest of my life so why not just do it properly the first time you know what i mean so with all and and that's the same way i approach like organizing my music in crates and like every song you could literally play off my computer with no headphones and every song starts bang there's no fuzz at the beginning like i I edit i chop all my songs i make them because i it's just the same way if i'm comfortable playing that way 
I could literally go bang, 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 bang. And every song that starts on every acapella starts on the one. There's no, yo, this is this at the beginning of acapellas. It just starts. So, um, and, and this was all with the, you know, before getting extra nerdy with the cue points and stuff too. But I'm yeah, like super nerdy with my cue points too. Everything's labeled. Everything's this. It just makes me, it makes a, a more comfortable workflow for me. And I've always just approached it in the same manner. Like if I'm going to, let me just take the time and do it now. And then it's done. It's done. Right. And once you fall back into that pattern, it, it's, it's nasty. Like, and I have, trust me, I have thousands of songs in my to edit folder and I haven't done any editing in, right. in so long. And once you fall back into that, so I'm like, I can't. And I just, it just always makes me play better when I'm just organizing that way. I'm not a, I, I never, I never put songs in an order like play, 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 play. What I do is I'll take like even when I do like a melody set or whatever, I'll put like literally like 300 songs in there, even though I'm playing for an hour and yeah. I just scroll through it. Whatever happens, happens. Cause I okay. can't, that's the reason I never really got into the mixtape game and so heavy on the mixes early on. Cause I can't do it. Like I can't, once I press record for some reason, it takes me 50 times longer to do anything that I would ever do live. You know what yeah. I mean? It's just like, that thing that sticks in your head. I'm sure a lot of DJs can relate to that. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I just really take time and, and organize my shit the best way I can. Uh, it blows my mind that, that, that that's become my thing. And a lot of DJs hit me up about that. I remember we were on tour with London in London, uh, with Russell and Jazzy Jeff was on tour at the same time. And we were in a foot locker and I had only, I had played with Jeff before, but I didn't really know him. Like we knew each other, like what's up, but we yeah. didn't really like know, know each other. No, like we do now. Right. And uh, we were all in Foot Locker. I guess him and Russell were talking and they been met up or whatever. And I was like, I'm still a fanboy when it comes to Jeff. Cause he's like my, that's of him course. and Kid Capri were my two biggest inspirations when I started. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, Jeff just, and because now I know Jeff, it, it, my respect for him has gone even higher. So yep. he, um, Russell, Russell had my hard drive at that time. And even though I told him not to give it out, he had given it out to a few people and <laughs> he, gave it, he gave it to Jeff. So he, Jeff had like my, my hard drive. So I'm, I'm in, we're in foot locker and Jeff comes and taps me on the shoulder and I'm like, shit. <laughs> so I turn around <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, what's up? And he, he just put it, he didn't even say a word. He just put out his hand like this. And I was like, Hey, what's up? And he just looked at me and he, and he goes, thank you. I'm like, what are you talking about? And he, he just kept shaking my hand. He's like, thank you. I was like, why? He's like, you are the most organized person and musical person I've ever met. And I was like, I agree. What the hell are you telling me right now? And even today, <laughs> when we, even today, when we were talking, um, he, he was telling me that again, but um, it just blows Crazy. my mind. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a huge pet peeve. But I'm, and I'm I'm one of those grammar nerds too. I'm the grammar correct guy. I'm that guy. Like when you text me, if you say something correct in grammar and correctly, I'm I'm that guy. I pointed out. <laughs> yeah. So whenever I go, whenever I go see DJs play and they have like the wrong title or it's spelled wrong, I'm like, oh fuck, that shit drives me bananas. But I'm oh like, my God. So, yeah. For me, it's just I guess a combination of OCD and and all that stuff. It's just everything is just like. Bang, 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 bang. I'm also the same guy in the kitchen. My wife makes fun of me all the time. Like if I put cans away in the, in the, in the cupboard, they all got to be turned forward. They all got to be facing like it, it just, everything feels better and looks better to me that way. So that's the right, same way right. I organize my crates. And I just that's break funny. it down every genre, every decade. You know what I mean? Like 
it just it's always been easier for me and from early on i i just stuck with it and and i just it, it's way way better for me and djs so, if you want advice any djs out there if you really again it goes back to respecting your stuff right so i i look at it that way if you're going to walk in your house and you're going to walk in the whole house with your shoes on then your crate is probably going to look like shit you know what yeah. I mean? If you're going to walk in and take your shoes off and put away, hang up your coat properly, put it in the closet, then your crates are probably going to look nice. You know what I mean? So it just, it just, it all uh, goes, I think you're talking about me over here, but Oh God, I, I, I'm not going to show you my uh, library. Yeah, no, I know. I've gotten songs from you, from your library. And I'm like, you have like, you have it always have a loop at the beginning and the end right yep. and you have your cue point and like you don't even have a cue point at the beginning you always have it at the part you want to bring it in and like you definitely have a specific way of yeah. organizing yeah. it but the funny thing is is like when I, I i was doing that on vinyl so when i had okay. vinyl in the vinyl days i had the bar counts written on the records so i'd be like eight plus eight or whatever my bar counts are and yeah. then i would have like I would literally have cue points on my records. I would have those silver markers and I would mark the records with cue points and I would write on the record, number one, vocal, number two, bridge. You know what I mean? So oh, I, was wow. doing that, I was doing that stuff before Serato. Crazy. <laughs> well, it shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's easier well, to get from A to B if you, can, if, you, if you can get there without distraction, right? Yeah, no, it's true, especially in the Twitch days of having to run all kinds of things. Luckily, you got Timber running some of the OBS, but like to be able to do all this, like having your music organized is a gift to yourself because you're able to enjoy it and be a little more creative and not feel so like bogged down with one more thing. So, yeah, and the way I play, and the way I play music too, I jump around in the songs, I go to the back, the front, the middle, and right. that's the way we play music anyway. So, I kind of have to do it. That way, I have to have my cue points lined up. I have to have them labeled just so yeah. I know where I'm going from A to B. Otherwise, if I'm pressing the wrong button at the wrong time, it's not going to sound pretty. I know. I know. Um, all right. Amazing. Well, thank you for that info. Um, and then, oh, man. Fires, if you have any rapid fires, fire away before we leave. Um, all right. Let's see. Well, we... Um, I think we covered like some people wrote in on the internet, but, um, you know, we covered a lot of it. Um, we've actually covered almost all of it. I mean, the same person that asked the question in the beginning of, are you truly aware of the positive impact you have on the life of people also asked how challenging has mental health messaging been with the state of the world today? We somewhat talked about that. I don't know if you have anything else to add mm -hmm. to it. And then I'll have another question after that. And then we can get out of here. Yeah, I'm, it's definitely something I'm doing. I'm actually supposed to do one. Well, this is airing on Wednesday. So we're supposed to do one yeah. tonight. But we might push it back a week uh, just because there's a Bell Let's Talk initiative, which is a mental health initiative going on across the country. So okay. we're going to try to align it with that. But yeah, I'm, it's definitely, I had to take a break from it because it was really bogging me down. I was doing weekly talks on IG. Um, right at the beginning of COVID and then I needed to take a break from it because it was really starting to just people's stories were just really starting to weigh in on me. And because yeah. I, I, I'm saying that daddy instinct, which I'm sure you understand is that whenever I feel somebody else that has a problem, I put mine to the side to try and deal with that problem first to try and help somebody else. Yes. So, I can relate to yeah, that. Totally. Exactly. Right. So it's like, uh, it was just, it was too many people's issues and, and the stuff they were going through that was starting to bog me down. And I was like, I need to pull away from this so I can 
focus on what I need to do. And music was my way of, of just kind of giving me that freedom for a while. So I decided to really focus on the music. And then now that I know, I mean, and, and keep in mind, nobody in March, nobody thought we were still going to be going through all this almost right. a year later. So no it was way. like, in my mind, it was like, okay, I'll, I'll just put this to the side. And when we get back out, I'll do another big event for mental health. Then we'll get back on rolling and let's get back to it. And yeah. then obviously it hasn't happened. So now my focus is I'm going to just try to do the balance of both and bring, I just want, you know, whatever it is, it, if it, if it can help a couple of people, if it can relieve them and make them feel like they're not alone, which I think is a really, really important thing. Like I felt yeah. alone when I first put it out there and now knowing that I'm not, uh, and knowing that I've made people realize that they aren't is, is a really, you know, satisfying kind of thing. And it's yeah. a sad to know that there are tons of people that still think they are. So I'm just trying to, you know, it, it's just one rung on the, on the biggest ladder in the world really. Cause yeah. there's a shit ton of people going through this. So, and depression, it, all these things are at an all time high because of what's happening. So, um, right. yeah, I'm just trying to do as much as I can just to as much as I can in my, in the capacity that I can and on the platform that I have that why not? You know what I mean? I know, I know if I put it on Twitch, it's not going to be as popular as, as a, a regular party. But I also thought that about the round table that I did with the DJs and we, and it was one of my biggest shows. So oh, I mean, really? I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping that people would turn out and, and, you know what I mean? That, that shame factor needs to go away. It's not, there's nothing shameful about it. You know what I mean? I, whether yep. you're a kid or, or what, whatever gender you are, whatever, whatever background you come from, there's, there's no shame in it. And I, you know, I, I, I feel zero shame about talking about it. I'll, I'll always talk about it and address it. Cause I just think it helps me and I know it helps. It helps others. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, before we get out of here, um, do you want to leave all the listeners with any words of encouragement or advice or anything else you want to impart into our audience? Um, I mean, what I push on my show the most is, is look, man, if, if, if last year has taught us anything is that at any point life can end and it's not in to sound that in a miserable way at all. Uh, it's right. reality. And I think we've always all known that, but I think the last year has really shown that in the way yeah. that, you know, whether it's been somebody, you know, or somebody that's famous or somebody, or just in general, you know what I mean? We've seen how quickly people can just disappear. And, um, just my biggest mantra that I push is just have fun. Like however you can do that. You know what I mean? How, whatever makes you smile, whatever gives you happiness, do it, do it now. Don't even wait to do it. Just do it. Have fun with yeah. it. You know I mean, I'm yeah. having my, I'm, I'm trying to have the time of my life up there because I know, you know what I mean? Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. So, so uh, true. Yeah. And I mean, um, yeah, just, I, I don't know, man, reach out, reach out to people that, that don't hold shit in, reach out. If you really care about somebody, reach out to them, let them know, give people their flowers while they're still here. I, nothing drives me crazier than seeing artists, DJs do tributes to artists that on the day they pass. That shit drives right. me crazy. That drives yeah. me crazy. When Dr. Dre went in the hospital the other day, people, DJs were already doing tributes. I was like, what are you guys doing? Right. You know or even mean? MF Doom. Like, not that there's anything wrong with doing MF Doom tribute, but it is crazy. Like, today I was on these streams and random people playing MF Doom songs, which is dope. But it's funny. Like, had you guys ever done that and, before? And I mean, yeah. yeah. It was nothing worse than when Nipsey Hussle went. I mean, I, I honestly, I didn't know the catalog. 
I, I'll be honest. It's the same with MF Doom. People are asking me to play MF Doom. I'm like, number one, I don't own one MF Doom song. You know what right. I mean? And it's not, a, it's not a disrespect thing. It's just, I wasn't aware of, I, I mean, yeah. I, I knew who he was, but I wasn't familiar with the catalog. I wasn't yeah. familiar with Nipsey's catalog, but it, it just caught on, like the Nipsey passing just caught on to this whole thing. And everybody was like, Nipsey, Nipsey, Nipsey. And I remember I was, pl- I was in Dubai when he passed. And I was playing a party at Dubai and these two girls came up, basketball jerseys, everything. And they're like, play Nipsey Hustle. So I looked at them and I was like, and I already knew what was going to happen. I looked at them and I was like, what song? And they had no answer. I was like, what song do you want? They're like, hey, play any Nipsey Hustle. I was like, what song do you want? You know what I mean? I didn't have a lot. I had a couple in there, but I knew they. I, it was just a hype thing, right? Right. And I just, nothing drives me crazier than that stuff. And it, and it really bothers me to know that uh, so many artists are here now, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and DJs and anybody, family yeah. members, anybody that that's here and nobody says anything until they pass. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I get why people do it to, to if you want to pay tribute to somebody cool, but why not pay tribute to somebody that's here? Play some right. Stevie Wonder, do a Stevie Wonder tribute. You know what yeah. I mean? Cause you know, you know what I mean? At, when he's gone, everybody else is going to do it. So why don't yeah. you pay tribute to the artists that you love and respect while they're here? Why don't you pick up the phone and hit up this person that you that you care about and just be like, yo, just so you know, just what up? I just want to say what up, even if it's as simple as that. What up? You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll appreciate that. You know what I mean? Rather than you getting that phone call and you're like, shit, I meant to send that dude a message or I meant to hit her up and I never got to it. You know what I mean? Just we really need to appreciate this life that we're living right now and and take advantage of it in the best way that you can. Yeah. Very wise words from a wise man. And no, let's a not get talent. crazy here. Let's not get crazy here at the end. <laughs> um, yo, this has been such a pleasure, man. Like just getting to know you better, hearing all this stuff. Um, I feel like we could talk for like three more hours, but I know we both got families and need I'm to I'm a eat. chatter. I told you that early on. I'm a chatter. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. I mean, Jazzy Jeff's podcast was three and a half hours. The only downside of it was that I, it helped me realize that Ableton won't open files over two gigabytes. So uh, right. now I'm like, holy shit. Live and learn. If I yeah. head over two gigs, my life uh, turns into an editing nightmare. But uh, no, I mean, I really enjoyed talking to you, man. And uh, where can people find you? DJ, starting from scratch. I know you have a couple different places, but is there uh, your social media or website or your shows? Shout out anything so people can find you online. Uh, let's go with Twitch. Come and check me on Twitch. Come and have some fun on Twitch. You can catch Definitely. me Tuesday from 8 to 10. All my times are Eastern Standard Time. Okay, Toronto. Happy Tuesdays at 8. Yeah. Uh, Fridays at 8. Saturdays at 7. I'm starting a new show with Green Lantern and my brother Jester. We're starting an R&B show on Wednesday nights, which is going to start at 8. So, yeah, we're doing some fun stuff. And all you, as you can attest to, all my shows, is it all we preach is fun, man. Because honestly, like music and, and all that stuff, even if I'm playing slow jams, it, we try to make it hype and fun. So, yeah. um, yeah, it, 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 it's just, that's the, that's the vibe. So you come and check me out. DJ started from scratch on Twitch or started from scratch on Instagram is really the only two I use. Twitter is just there for twit's sake. <laughs> yeah. For twit's sake, but you still do restream to everything, right? Yeah. I still, I, yeah, I do restream to Periscope, which is, uh, the handiest tool that, that it's going to disappear now, but for I don't know I, I every DJ should have been using it because all the shows You're talking about there. Periscope or Restream. 
No. So I restreamed to Periscope through Twitter because it, you know how Twitch will mute your streams, mute portions of your streams. It lives on Periscope unmuted un. They don't. Touch I know. It the, I, I someone was asking them. me for the uh, yacht rock Jazzy Jeff stream, and I sent him the Twitch, and then I realized that eighty five percent of it was muted. So then I had to go to his Twitter, and I found that, and I sent him that, and I go, "Here you go, yeah. unmuted uh, Periscope." Yeah. But you're saying, wait, what's going away? The Periscope's going away. Periscope's going away. Yeah. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. They're, they're shutting down Periscope. Damn. So, but basically, you still restream, and are you? You're a partner on Twitch. I'm a partner on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. And are you like, is there any kind of thing where they don't want you to restream it? Or is that like some made up yeah, thing? That, or? That's in their, that's in their legal form, but I don't, I mean, uh, the restreaming, we really, it's really, we do the Periscope thing and, and we do it to my Facebook, my starting from scratch Facebook account. But, right. um, yeah, for the most part, that's it. I mean, uh, I don't. And it's do to the draw them into your Twitch in a way. Your whole yeah. focus is on Twitch. I can tell when I'm watching. Like if I was watching you on Periscope, I would be like, "What's he talking about?" I don't. Even, I yeah, I don't acknowledge it at all. I actually forget it's there all the time. To be honest, yeah. And I don't. Same with Facebook. I mean, it, Facebook is a hidden giant though, because I'll look at some of my streams and it'll be like 20k views, and I'll be like, "What the hell just happened here?" And that's oh, wow. without, even, without even looking at it. And then you look the next time and it's like 30,000 because people just keep sharing it and all that stuff. But I mean, f- I only focus on Twitch because of they just let you go. Like Facebook will mute you, you know, right. so YouTube will mute you. So but do you um, still think it's important to, if you can do the restream to the other platforms to grow absolutely. your Twitch? Why not? I mean, I'm again, that's, it, it really depends on what you're looking at. Like, I think if you go to too many places, you might be spreading yourself a little too thin. And I mm-hmm. think you need, especially on a platform like Twitch, because it's so engaging and, and the engagement is such a big part of it. It's yeah. only beneficial to draw people closer to you and have them all in one, ch- as many as you can in one chat room, rather than, like I say, you don't want to be looking at five different screens while you're DJing and trying to, yeah, you and you, your whole show is going to be shout outs. You know what I yeah. mean? So, I, me personally, I just focus on Twitch because that's, that is my, that's my home base. Um, and everybody else is just, it's just like butter money to me. You know what I mean? It's just like, if, 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 if people share it on Facebook, that's just butter to me. Um, right. Twitch is just, it's just, that's where the party's at. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, for sure. It's kind of like watching, uh, you know, New Year's Rock and Eve. You're not in Times Square, so you can't really feel the same. But in Times Square, they're not really singing. They're they're singing to the people in front of them. You know what I mean? Everybody else yep. on TV is butter money to them. Yeah, true. Dope. Oh man, so many gems, so much good knowledge. Um, well, thank you, DJ, starting from scratch for coming on the Twenty Podcast, and uh, thank you. I will see you in the stream, in the party, in the online world. <laughs> Islands in the stream. That's what we are. <laughs> yes, we're islands in the stream. We're passing ships. Um, well, shit, I will see you on there. I will raid into you if I can or whatever we can do. So, what is, what yes. is your schedule? Uh, at this point, uh, I'm doing Tuesdays at 9 o'clock. Um, I'm your trying to time. add in more. This podcast kind of takes up more time than I think it will. Um, I'm always like, I'm going to do this show and this show. I have ideas for a few more shows. I do some pop-up streams. I've done some Saturday nights and Friday nights and just kind of popped up. But I, I'm trying to 
just at least force myself to do once a week so I stay consistent and I keep learning how to do it. So Tuesday nights, nine o'clock. This week, um, nine o'clock your time. Oh yeah, yeah. So midnight your time. So I I probably lose out on a lot of the East Coasters, but um, yeah, I'm uh, I'll be doing more. And I'm I was thinking of doing something with this show. So all my listeners, if you guys want me to broadcast this on Twitch, uh, let me know. You should definitely. Okay, so I'm probably going to do that, maybe do a world premiere each week or something and talk about more in depth. I don't know if I could talk more in depth than a three-hour podcast, but about what <laughs> we're, we're talking about. And, um, and then I'm starting to do like things for brands and stuff too. So like I'm doing a party for Zoomies this week and they're going to, in a way, like rent out my venue, but like they're going to use my Twitch to throw a party for their employees and I'm going to do all these special things with the graphics and videos and zoom co-hosts and things, but still do it on my page, which hopefully it goes good. I can picture it as a cool thing. So that way we still get the party of all the people on my page, but then the zoomies employees and all the people will be in there as well. And then I'm going to lead it into my um, Twitch. So it's a cool way to work with brands, make money, but also, you know, still promote my thing, uh, be integrated into their stuff and mine. So experimenting with that world and every day is a learning experience. I mean, right after this, I'm going to go back to figuring out NDI and mix emergency and (laughs) HDMIs and cords. And I'll probably be hitting up you and your boy tomorrow. So yeah, that's, that's what's up. (laughs) And it all goes down to having fun. (laughs) exactly and it is fun i mean once i get through the crappy technical stuff i mean a lot of this shit is so much fun just to come up with all the ideas and try to execute them so yeah all right man well thank you thanks for coming on the podcast and uh i will i will talk to you soon thank you brother take care everyone All right, that was it. Another monster of an interview right there. But uh, the amount of knowledge in there, I think it's worth listening to the entire thing. Uh, And thank you, if you've made it this far again, uh, for listening and supporting the podcast. Um, Keep in touch with me at DJ Spider, spelled D-J-S-P-I-D-E-R on Instagram, on Twitch. I am also slash DJ Spider. If you want to hit me on Twitter, it's D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R. All the links are on my website, djspider.com, D-E-E-J-A-Y-S-P-I-D-E-R.com. Shout to the BeatSource team and family that is making that site work. And shout to the people on the team helping me with this, Vlats and Anthony. And shout to you, the Beat Sourcers. If there's anything I can help you with, uh, let me know. I'd love to include it on the podcast um, going forward. So uh, thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by Beat Source. And join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. See you next week. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.